Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is three hours of the very best Am I the Jerk stories. Let's go. Am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend's little sister racist because she likes K-pop? For some background, my parents and me, I'm a 21-year-old girl, moved from South Korea to America when I was 13. Both my parents are Korean too. My boyfriend, who is 22, and I have been dating for six months. We go to college together. My family lives in the same city that our college is. His family, however, lives in another city, so I haven't had a chance to meet them until now. His parents invited us to spend the weekend over at their house so they can meet me. Up until now, I've only spoken a few times to them on the phone, but not with his siblings. He has three siblings, an older brother who's 25 and a younger sister who's 13 and brother who is nine. The problem with his sister is that apparently she's a K-pop fan. My boyfriend had already told me this prior to meeting her and he told me to get ready. I thought that meant that she would ask me to say something in Korean or something like that. It's happened to me before, even from strangers in the street. It's annoying. Well, the first thing she greeted me with was a hello in Korean. I faked a laugh and greeted her too. It wouldn't have been such a deal if that was it. But then she continued calling me Ani and asking me if I called my boyfriend Oppa and such things. She then started asking where I lived when I was in Korea, if I'd met any idols, if I ever tried to be an idol myself, and more. She insisted on sitting next to me and she was taking photos of me eating because I looked like an idol. Like, what does that even mean? I'm just trying to eat. Her mother had to tell her to stop because I was very visibly uncomfortable. After eating, she wanted me to go dance to some K-pop choreographies with her because, you know, every Korean knows how to dance, I guess. We stayed there over the weekend, so it was two days of non-stop this kind of behavior. I was so glad when it was time to leave. As soon as we pulled out the driveway, I told my boyfriend, you were not kidding. Your sister is worse than I imagined. He laughed and said it was expected of her to act like this. So I told him, so she's always this racist, huh? He took offense at that and he told me that his sister wasn't racist at all. She was only excited to meet me. I said that all she did during our visit was to make assumptions about me and talk to me in a racist way. Like, come on, calling me Ani when she doesn't even know the context of the word has to be racist for Americans too, right? Now he's mad at me and I'm mad at him too for not understanding my side. So who is right? Well then, three hours of Am I the Jerk stories to go and we have this to start this is a very controversial one guys if you have an opinion let me know in the comments down below what do you think was op in the wrong or was her boyfriend and his sister i'll be honest i probably need some education here myself i'm not entirely sure how offensive words like ani and oppo are but if they are at all similar to other words that are derogatory that are used to describe other races and ethnicities i think you probably get what i'm getting at there then yes this is clearly overtly racist but then again even if they're not 
this is still very much objectification of someone's race. So many things have been assumed by your boyfriend's sister here. And to be honest, it sounds as if you were just like a caged animal. Her taking photos of you, forcing you to do things that are associated with your culture, but not really. They're just massive stereotypes. Things that you may not even enjoy. I mean, you literally said, just because I'm Korean doesn't mean I can dance to BTS tunes. Like, what's going on here? I completely get your point. And look, maybe it doesn't even matter if it's not overtly racist. The undertones are still very, very objectifying. And um, yeah, it's an uncomfortable situation overall. You're definitely not in the wrong, no matter what. To sum up, subtle racism is still racism. Let's carry on. But before we decide whether or not this girl is racist, first of all, a monumental shout out to the Howling Gamer, who has donated $300 to my charity fundraising campaign. If you haven't already seen, this is the third donation that the Howling Gamer has made, totaling now $425. And they say, this is Sparta. Couldn't resist. 300 away, why not? I'm in a good mood from Skype in Minecraft with my nephew who got back from Disney. Hope this helps struggling families have some fun too. $300 to take the total to almost now £4,000. That means we are just £1,000 away from our £5,000 target. Howling Gamer, you are nuts. Guys, if you didn't know, I'm running the London Marathon in a month on behalf of Kids, an amazing charity that helps disabled children and their families. And if you would like to donate and help me get towards that goal, we are now so, so close. The link to do that is down in the description. And as you've just seen, every donation gets a shout out. Without further ado, here we go. Am I the jerk for telling my girlfriend that she needs to learn when to shut the frick up? I am a 24-year-old man, and I've been dating my girlfriend for about five months. Every other month, my grandmother hosts a large family dinner with all my close relatives. She encouraged me to invite my girlfriend over for the dinner yesterday. For some context, my entire family and I are black, and my girlfriend is from a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant family. I was at the dinner yesterday, and I went to go and hang out with my niece, who is seven, who I'm very fond of, and the rest of the kids to play Monopoly. My girlfriend tagged along. My niece was counting the play money to pass out to everyone, and one of the other kids said something about how he wanted to be rich and get all the $500 bills. My niece, out of nowhere, blurted out that she couldn't be rich because she's an N-word. I was totally taken aback and I asked her who told her that. Apparently, some bully at school said that to her on career day when they were sharing dream jobs and she said she wanted to be a rich president. I told her that wasn't true at all and I hugged her and she started crying. Then my girlfriend jumped in and told my niece that it's really important to forgive the boy who said that because he probably wasn't trying to be mean and was just confused. I was totally shocked and I told her she needs to stop trying to justify what happened. She then tried to hush me and started baby talking my niece and said that she should also try to be nicer to all the kids at school because... Kindness goes both ways. I was totally livid at this point and I pulled my girlfriend aside and quietly but angrily told her she needs to learn when to shut the frick up. She started getting riled up at me and started rambling about how statistics are on her side. I don't know what the heck she meant. I wasn't really processing what she was saying. But I told her to get out of my grandma's home and just leave already. She drove me here in her car and I was planning to hitch a ride home with my brother. This morning, I got multiple calls from my girlfriend's sisters calling me an abusive and trashy idiot. I know my words were harsh, but I thought my girlfriend was talking in a disgusting manner to my niece. So, am I the jerk? Okay then, an interesting start to the episode. Now look, don't get me wrong. You could have said this in a more polite way, of course. However, given the circumstances, I think you did the right thing. I mean, you're just right, aren't you? What on earth is she going on about? Someone has literally been racially abused at school, a kid, and you're saying, 
just be nice to everyone. Pretty much saying that it's their fault for getting bullied. Like, what is that logic? Also, if anything, the fact that you're saying this has happened more than once, not in this exact context, but you know, has happened like this before. Maybe she needs a strong reaction. Maybe she needs to be told to just shut the F up so that she'll listen once and for all and stop giving her stupid opinion when it's really not warranted and just not needed. Final question. Why is she your girlfriend? If my girlfriend did this, I'd be like, you are just so brain dead. We're done instantly. So maybe that's a step too far from, from my perspective, but that's just what I'm thinking here. Anyway, let's carry on. Am I the jerk for making our 17-year-old daughter clean our horse's stools against her will? We recently got two horses. My younger daughter, who was 13, wanted them as she's been learning to ride. My older daughter, the 17-year-old, was against them. She's much more princessy and didn't want to deal with the mess and chores that come with horses, but we told her it wouldn't be something she'd have to deal with and that her younger sister promised to take care of all of it. Well, recently, Recently, the older daughter has been disrespectful at home and staying out too late and her grades have been slipping We warned her to shape up but last week when we heard that she'd been needlessly insulting to her younger sister while I was out running errands I told her that she'd be cleaning out the stable each day for the next week as punishment and that her sister would get a break She got really upset and offended and said we promised she'd never have to go in there or have to scoop horse poop I said I promised it wouldn't be one of your chores, of course But obviously a punishment is supposed to be something out Outside of your normal chores and something you won't like and I thought it was perfectly fair here She's been doing it three days now But seems to be very resentful of our broken promise acting very disgusted and she keeps begging to get out of the rest of it But I said I thought it's very fair and that she is overreacting So am I the jerk? And there we go guys our first jerk of the episode in my opinion of course feel free to disagree with me in the comments down below if you have different feelings but for me there are so many different punishments that you could give your daughter like literally anything you could keep her in her room you could make her cook everything you know genuinely anything you could do however what you've done here despite giving her a punishment that you know without context seems fair it's just gone back on literally a promise that you told her it's just going against your very word that you said to her back in the day so that is just it's just going to cause way more problems than just giving her another random punishment which would have had the same effect the more i think about it it is a little bit crazy you bought two horses for your younger daughter promising the older daughter she would never have to even be involved in their care whatsoever yet you broke your promises and now she's involved in their care yeah something tells me that there might be a favorite child here anyway and that maybe the eldest child is acting the way they're holding because they are resenting your parenting and the fact that they're not getting favored i don't know Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions there once again. Let me know if you agree down below. Am I the jerk for moving out when my parents asked me to pay rent? I am a 23-year-old and I'm the oldest of five siblings, a full-time student. I also have a part-time job in my field, but when I complete my degree, my employer will take me on full-time. I make enough from part-time to pay for school and put money aside. My siblings range from 10 to 20 years old. Both of our parents work full-time. I've taken on a lot of the responsibilities for keeping everything running in the house. I do the grocery shop the laundry as well as making suppers and doing meal prep so everyone has lunches ready to take every day i also get all my siblings to do their part with regards to household chores for example my youngest brother is responsible for feeding and walking the dogs so i make sure that there is dog food in the storage and poop bags on the leash my dad works very long hours and my mum works nine to five at a hard job over christmas i had a chance to buy a ps5 for myself so i did The rest of my family is still using a shared ps4. I keep mine in my room and I do not share My parents started fielding complaints from my oldest brother about how I made so much money and I don't share the things I buy for myself Totally true by the way. So they had a talk with me where they brought this up 
I pointed out how much of the household work I did and they said it wasn't fair that I was earning so much money without contributing They told me how much they expected from me. I went to my room and did the math If I gave them what they wanted, I would have about $800 a month left over If I dropped a couple of classes next semester, I could go to almost full-time hours with my employer And it would only be one more year until I graduated with my second degree But I could afford my own place and I would have way more free time and disposable income So I packed up and moved out Everything I owned fit in my car I stayed at an airbnb for two weeks until I could get everything sorted with an apartment school and work It was great. I'm not gonna lie. I may have gone a little overboard on tinder I couldn't have women over to my parents house. I just moved into my own apartment I'm staying part-time until I finish this semester I will work full-time over the summer and go to a lighter class load and then have higher work hours in the fall My oldest brother has now been tasked by my parents to do everything I used to do His chores have been split up with the other three. They're all fuming at me for moving out My parents are upset that I left them in the lurch. My siblings are mad that they all have more chores My oldest brother is especially salty because he has no free time to see his girlfriend And she isn't allowed in the house when my parents aren't home. I'm enjoying my free time I bought myself a plant from ikea I feel bad for screwing them all over But it didn't make sense for me to do all that work and pay rent on top Yeah, definitely not the jerk for me The fact that you left them in the lurch should clearly be a sign to them to show them how much you were contributing I don't understand like the things you've listed as to you doing in the house on top of everything else You're doing studying working part-time. How do they not realize how much you were contributing? I don't really get that This might be a little bit crazy as a statement but to me it just sounds like they're a bit angry that they lost their slave you were doing so much stuff like an insane amount of stuff good for you for knowing your worth and and saying you know what actually i could probably get a better deal out of this i am let me just check 23 i'm pretty okay with moving out now and having a lot more free time and making a lot more money Goodbye. Am I the jerk for pulling my daughter from a water park trip because her teacher made her stay with a kid she doesn't like? My daughter, Bryn, who is nine, is going on a trip to a nearby water park with her class next week. She loves water and has been talking about it for months. So I was a bit thrown off when she came home crying a few days ago, telling me she doesn't want to go. I asked her why and she wouldn't tell me because she thought I'd think she's a bad person. When I finally coaxed her out of her, she said her teacher, Miss N, has forced her to be the buddy of her classmate Ben for the entirety of the trip. She was to ride the bus with Ben to and from the trip, eat lunch with him, and go on all the rides with him instead of spending time with her friends. She then said that nobody likes Ben because he whines whenever they have to do work and picks his nose and wipes boogers everywhere. I was horrified, not only because Mrs. N had made Bryn do such a thing, but also because she'd made her believe she was a bad person for not wanting to. Unfortunately, this wasn't my first experience with Miss N, as she frequently used my soft-spoken, intelligent older daughter as a behavior buffer for the naughty boys until I threatened to report her to the superintendent. It's clear to me that Miss N is still too comfortable with enforcing archaic roles on her kids and forcing girls to do unpaid emotional labor for the sake of the boys i immediately sent miss n an email condemning her actions she sent me back an email with a bunch of bs that basically ended with if bryn goes on the trip she has to be ben's buddy fine i informed her bryn wouldn't be attending then i immediately booked vip tickets the same day her class was going so she could still go to the park and see her friends genius idea what happened next i wasn't expecting 
Britain is quite popular, so I've gotten to know a lot of the mums in her class. When I let them know what Miss N did, some of them were so horrified that they also pulled their kids out of the trip. In total, eight kids out of a class of 20 are either not going or going with us. Today, I got an email from Mrs. N saying that because almost half of the class isn't going, they either have to raise the cost for the other students or not go at all. She practically begged me to let Bryn go and tell all the other parents to let their kids go, promising she wouldn't make Bryn do anything she didn't want to do. I told her she should have thought about that before she tried to make my daughter do her job. My husband said that I was being a bit petty and that Miss N clearly feels bad about what she did. And I should let Bryn go as I've already got on my way. He asked me if I really wanted to deprive my children of what they've been waiting for all year. The thing is, if this wasn't Miss N's first offense, I probably would have agreed. But she has a pattern of this type of behavior, and hopefully this will put a stop to it. Plus, if she has to explain this to her superiors, I have receipts. Is my husband right, or am I justified? Well, as I said while reading there, an absolutely genius plan right there. And I really hope you went through with it. If anything, you should all still go on your own without Miss N and the rest of the students. Yeah, maybe that's a little bit unfair on the rest of the students. I understand. But you're so right. Miss N is literally using your daughter to do her job. It is literally her job to take control of the class and make sure that the boys are behaving well the fact that she can't do that without using your daughter and you're right this is emotional slavery if anything is nuts and she's clearly bad at her job if anything it seems to me that the teacher isn't actually feeling that bad about what she did and how she acted and how she used Bryn. she's more worried about the repercussions of not going on the school trip probably with her superiors and getting in trouble there which is just not a very good sign but hey well done for sticking up for your daughter though am i the jerk for not inviting my unsupportive sister to my wedding i a 24 year old woman got engaged to Derek, a 30-year-old man, one month ago. Prior to that, we'd known each other for six months. I know that's not a long time, but when you know, you know. We're madly in love and ready to commit ourselves to each other fully. My sister, though, has a problem with that. She was supportive of my relationship with Derek before we got engaged. When I sent her a text telling her we were engaged, she responded by saying congratulations. But then when I saw her the week after that, she got all serious and said I should strongly consider the marriage. She told me I was young and could meet people I loved more. That was offensive to me because I love Derek more than anything and she's basically saying my love isn't that important. She also told me that Derek and I could date for longer before we got married. But we're already fully committed to each other, so we might as well get married and be recognized as soulmates in the eyes of the law. Anyway, the conversation was so hurtful to me. I eventually asked her very directly, Do you support me marrying Derek? She said no. So I stood up, told her she shouldn't be at the wedding if she didn't want us to get married and left. I haven't talked to her since, although she has texted me multiple times asking to talk. Derek and I were working on the wedding guest list yesterday and we both agreed my sister should not come if she doesn't support us. So we're planning not to invite her. I mentioned this to my friend yesterday and she pointed out that it may be a little rude of me not to invite her. So, am I the jerk for not inviting my unsupportive sister to my wedding? Yeah, uh, six months at the age of 24. I mean, that's just obvious. Like, what are you doing? You have to be in a relationship for more than six months with the person. Anything could change after six months. Six months is like, uh, do you even really fully know someone after six months? I would argue, probably not. Maybe after a, a year, still, that'd be pretty soon. But after a year, you could say, okay, I know them pretty well. Let's get married. But that's still, like, I, I, my, in my head, I'm thinking at least a couple of years, at the very minimum. Ideally, three, four, five. There's no rush either. 
Like, it seems to me that maybe it's the age gap, but you are 24 and Derek is 30. There is literally no need for you to rush and your sister is completely right. Also, it just seems like she has your best interest at heart. I don't really agree when she says that you could find someone that you love more. That's not a nice thing to say because who knows, Derek literally could be your soulmate, but... Saying wait a bit, there's no rush, is completely fair advice. And the way that you've gone about acting with that information is just not very nice. Am I the jerk for telling a girl to stop wasting food? I am a 21-year-old woman, and I usually always sit with the same group of people in my university's dining area. There's this girl who I've talked to a few times, but I'm not really friends with her. She's kind of quiet, but when she finally talks, she seems normal. I sat across from her a few times and noticed how she was eating because it was weird to me. She eats maybe half of her food. Keep in mind, you control the amount of food. It's cooked by the cafeteria staff, buffet style. She could easily take less and she kind of plays with it with her fork when she's done, AKA eating half of it, sometimes even less. I didn't say anything for a while, but a few weeks ago, I had to ask her why she always only ate half her food. She seemed embarrassed, but she answered that she thought she was more hungry and laughed it off. I then asked her why she made this mistake every time we ate and that she must have learned by now. She didn't really answer. I don't actually remember, but it wasn't actually an explanation and left pretty quickly. She doesn't really show up that much anymore, but when she does, she still eats like this and I couldn't hold it in anymore. I asked her once again and I also asked her if her parents never told her not to play with her food. It was a genuine question. Some people are raised in households where manners aren't important, but obviously they are for most people. She got really mad at me and told me to stop commenting on her eating habits and that it was none of my business. I told her that it absolutely was since she was sitting at our table and obviously wasting food. She told me to go screw myself and left and threw out the rest of her food again. After she left, one of my friends told me to leave her alone as she seemed like she was having a hard time and maybe she had some sort of issue with food. Yeah, obviously she has an issue with food. She keeps wasting it. She hasn't shown up again. I'm assuming she buys her own food now, which might teach her not to waste it, so that's good. The same friend who told me to leave her alone keeps pestering me to apologize to her, but I think she should apologize to me. She's unnecessarily rude when being asked the most basic and obvious questions. And also, she told me to go and screw myself. That is way more harsh than anything I've ever told her. Keep in mind that I care a lot about food waste and the environment. So, am I the jerk for telling a girl to stop wasting food? Ah, uh, this is a tough one. I mean, it's not really. It's just, it's just not your business ultimately she could have an eating disorder she could have anything going on in her life there's no real need to get at her especially after the first time i think asking once maybe it's a little bit too much anyway but asking once and just saying look do you need to do that is probably just about okay i still wouldn't necessarily advise it but then going again and after seeing that you know she's not coming in anymore she might have some problems whatever it may be it's just not really your business as much as you care about not wasting food and the environment which Fair enough, I completely get that. Am I the jerk for yelling at my girlfriend to stop freaking eating? I am a 28-year-old man, and my 23-year-old sister runs a bakery business, and she's been struggling lately to keep up with orders because she's been short-staffed. She does a lot of orders for wedding cakes that require custard or marmalade fillings, and I offer to help her out by making these fillings at home and bringing them to her so she has less work to do. Unfortunately, the past four times I've made these fillings, my girlfriend has literally dipped her fingers into the filling jars 
and contaminated them. Because, in her words, she just wanted to try some. I've tried explaining to her that she can't dip her fingers in and contaminate the entire batch because then I have to remake it. I said she should use a spoon and take some out of it if she wants to try so bad. But she just pouts and says that she likes using her fingers because it takes her back to her childhood. Today, I was trying to finish some chocolate custard to send over to my sister really quickly because she was running late on a wedding cake order for an important client. I told my girlfriend beforehand to not eat the custard and if she really wanted to to please use a spoon I get out of the shower and what do I see? She has her fingers in it again I totally lost it because this is the fifth time that she's blatantly disregarded what I said And I yelled at her and told her to stop freaking eating the food i'm making because it's not for her and she is contaminating it She started crying and got mad at me for fat shaming her Even though I made no comment on her weight and she has no history of weight issues or eating disorders Look, I know I was harsh, but she kept pushing my limits. So am I the jerk? No, what is she doing? The point that she's making about it feeling like she's going back to her childhood Okay, sure, but we did a lot of things when we were children that you're not allowed to do as adults for example um peeing on the floor no i never did that as a child another example would have been better there but you know what i mean and yeah it's not fat shaming it's just saying please can you not eat out of something that's going to contaminate it for my sister like how obvious is that what a weird woman am i the jerk for demanding my girlfriend tells me her author's pen name i am a 32 year old man and i've been dating siobhan who is also 32 for six months now she's always been very vague about what she does for a living She'd say things like writing and she'd work from home writing But recently one of her friends mentioned something and I finally dragged it out of her She's an author. She writes self-published romance and erotica stories and novels and while not rich She's able to make a living out of it. I googled her name and couldn't find anything So I confronted her about this She said she's writing under a pen name. So I demanded she gives it to me so I know what she does She refuses, saying she doesn't want it to be leaked, even by accident, and that nobody knows. I accused her of not trusting me, and she still refused, which was really annoying. I tried a nicer approach, and I told her that I want to know her fantasies so I can try it out with her. And she told me that what she writes aren't her fantasies, but her readers, and she's still not going to tell me. At night, I tried to check her laptop for her pen name, but she changed her passwords before bed. I was annoyed and told her that clearly she doesn't trust me and it's not fair because I have a right to know what she writes Especially since it's a sensitive topic and I don't know her if I don't know her pen name She was furious that I tried to look at her laptop and told me to go home before leaving I told her when she calls to apologize. I expect to get her pen name with the apology She called me a jerk on my way out. I thought she'd call by now, but she hasn't My sister told me that I was the jerk and that I should apologize, but I just don't see it or the need to. Second opinion then, was I the jerk? And this is why she probably has a pen name in the first place, to avoid annoying harassment from people like you. I will say though, it is a little bit strange that you don't know or didn't know what she did for work for six months of dating. Like that is odd. Normally that's something you establish pretty much instantly at least on a first date. I mean, that's been my experience. Who knows? Maybe I'm getting it all wrong, guys. Who knows? Maybe I have to just wait for six months and then ask them. However, the fact of the matter is you are being very controlling. It's not up to you to know 
Yeah, I agree with you. Like, you probably should know, given that you're her boyfriend. But still, it's not up for you to know. It's, it's up for her entirely to tell you when she wants or never at all. So, unfortunately, yeah, you are being the jerk. Your sister is correct. Am I the jerk for asking my parents for their entire estate if they want me to be my sister's guardian? I am a 23-year-old woman, and I've been told my entire life that if anything happens to my parents, I will be my sister's guardian. She is 33 and has some disabilities. She's currently living in a group home. The government pays for a good portion of the cost, but not all. My parents have made sure that they have accessed every resource available for her to make sure she has as good a life as she can. We were visiting her last weekend when they brought it up again. Now, my parents are both reasonably healthy, but they both have had health scares in the last couple of years. They once again said that I would be her guardian. I'll be giving this a fair bit of thought. I have two older brothers. They're both married and established in their careers. They would be better choices than I. I want to go and see the world. I'm lucky enough that my job can be done from anywhere that I can access the internet. When we went to sort dinner, I brought it up and said that I had three ideas. One, they make all three of us her guardians so that we can split the responsibilities and duties. Two, they leave their entire estate to my sister in a trust that will oversee her care. And three, they leave me the entire estate with the proviso that I become her sole guardian and take full responsibility. Minus sentimental stuff for the rest of my family, obviously. I thought that was fair, since it's not like they're rich and their estate will mostly consist of their house and the insurance policies they took out when they realized the long-term cost of care for my sister. But they said that I'm trying to shirk my responsibility to my sister and that I'm greedy for trying to get everything. I had one last suggestion and they really hated it. I said that they were welcome to cut me completely out of their will, but that had to include guardianship of my sister. They could leave everything to her and my brothers, but that meant that I would be completely free of responsibility for her care. My dad got really angry and my mum was crying when I left. My brothers both called me to say I was being a jerk, springing this on my parents, and that I was being greedy, trying to keep them and their families from getting anything when our parents pass away. I asked both of them if they wanted 100% responsibility for our sister in return for the entire estate. I volunteered to sign away everything to them. Neither one of them took me up on the offer. Interesting one here. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Why you're the one that's being singled out over your brothers. Why they continue to keep telling you every time they see you, it seems. By the way, you are going to be the one that is going to be their guardian when we die. Her guardian, your sister's guardian when we die. It's a bit morbid, isn't it? Like, if they're in good health. Yeah, they had health scares, fair enough. But if they're overall in good health, and the fact is... You're 23, you have a sister who's 33. They can't be that old, right? I mean, the oldest they can possibly be, as in both of them, would be maybe in their 70s. But even that's not that's not too old by the by the current standards of age. I don't know. It is a weird one. Comment down below. What do you think's really going on here? I've got no idea, clearly. Maybe it's a sexist thing. That's what some of the comments are saying. It's pretty obvious. Your brothers are like, oh, what are you doing? That's so bad. Do you not care? Okay, you do it then. Oh, no. We actually don't want to do it. There you go. It's as simple as that. Maybe it is sexism. I don't know. One thing's for sure. You're not the jerk. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Am I the jerk for screaming at my pregnant fiancé for not helping me find my dog who would run off? 
My fiance, who is a 28 year old woman is currently five months pregnant and has been both fatigued and nauseous lately I get why she didn't want to help me look for the dog But I can't get over the lack of empathy and bordering on selfish behavior of this either My dog is a six-year-old healer corgi mix and she runs off at least once a week Usually my fiance will help me find her, but it's not without protest. I honestly didn't even know how she was getting out of our fence yard So I installed cameras and found that she was scaling the eight-foot fence I ended up attaching spinners to the top of the fence thinking that would solve the issue, but it didn't I brought her out today and was playing with her when my phone rang I was inside just long enough to grab my phone and my dog had gotten out I immediately went in search for her thinking that she couldn't have gotten far but I couldn't find her anywhere. So I went back to the house and asked my fiance, who was curled up on the sofa, to come and help me. She immediately said no. She said that she was tired of chasing the dog, that she isn't dealing with it anymore, and that I should have been out there watching her. I explained to her that I had been watching her, and that I simply stepped away for two seconds to grab my phone just inside the sliding door, and then she escaped. But she said again that it wasn't her problem and she's not exhausting herself anymore to search for my dog I won't even say it was unexpected because as I said in the past She's always had a problem with helping me search, but she's never just said no She's just complained about her at first. I went and searched myself after maybe half an hour I came back and asked her again to come help me and she snapped I said no i'm so tired of chasing that dog around multiple times a week when i'm already exhausted and throwing up constantly I was panicked and unleashed some yelling which involved me telling her that she was a female dog who lacked empathy And that I was thoroughly disappointed with my decision to be with someone so heartless It was out of pure fear and panic on my part and I did apologize later after I found my dog But she said go freak yourself and she won't talk to me So am I the jerk? Everyone is on my side except my sister who says that I'm a freaking idiot because it's not my pregnant fiance's responsibility to chase around your freaking mutts. And she said that she would have left immediately if her boyfriend ever said what I did to my fiance. Oof, we have another jerk. Guys and girls, by a clear mile. I'm I'm sorry. Like the fact is she's helped you out so many times before. Now she's in a terrible spot with her own health. She's not going to want to jump up and help you, is she? I say terrible spot. She's pregnant. But you know what I mean? Like she's nauseous. She feels ill She's not gonna want to keep doing this every other day It seems like running around after your dog that you just can't keep within the confines of your own home Now if anything, it's on you to train your dog. I'm sorry if they keep escaping You're not doing enough and ultimately that's unfair on the dog as well Because it can't be that fun for the dog to keep escaping and then being worried about where they are And you've got to go and keep chasing it. It escapes after two seconds of you going inside That's just a training thing, right? If a dog is well trained and you leave them alone for two Two seconds they're not going to look to jump over the fence yeah you need to train your dog and let your pregnant fiance rest am i the jerk for not cancelling my plans after my boyfriend learned about his diagnosis i am a 25 year old woman and i work in event planning so i always get invites or tickets to go to high-end events there was a huge event coming up that i was really excited to go to i asked my boyfriend who was 27 three days before the event to accompany me and he said yes So originally the plan was my boyfriend my stepsister and myself on the day of the event He said he had a doctor's appointment. So he isn't sure if he could still attend I said no problem and I waited for him to return home a couple of hours later He texted me and said he has something to tell me. I got worried and called him immediately I asked him if everything was okay and he said he was diagnosed with anemia So i'll have to take supplements I expressed how sorry I was and spoke to him for about two hours gave him pep talks told him i'm here if he needs me Reassured him that I will always love him, etc 
I then asked if he would still like to attend the event with me to take his mind off of things To which he responded that he doesn't like the artist performing. So he'd rather go to another event I said no problem. I'll go with my stepsister alone He got upset and hung up. I called him back But he started an argument about how i'm selfish for going out while he's going through something I told him that I already made the plans with my stepsister and I can't back out now as she's depending on me I also don't drink so I have to be the sober driver and if I didn't go then she couldn't I told him that this event is the only event my sister really wants to attend and I promised her that I would take her months prior I even told him i'll see him the next day and he said be safe and hung up I got to the event at around 11 and spent the entire event alone just sitting down and watching the show by myself having food and drinks when i returned home at around 2 a.m i called him and he was awake playing video games his first words were look who cares about me again i said i'm too tired for this and he responded by saying that of course i'm tired i went out without him knowing he's upset but i love partying and meeting new people so much that i didn't think to stay with him on the phone I told him he's being ridiculous and I would have stayed if it were just us who planned to go He said my priorities are off and i'm an ignorant jerk Keep in mind I don't attend parties unless it's with my family and I only attend events a few times a year So am I the jerk for not staying on the phone with him and attending the event instead? Now i'll be honest guys when I read the title of this post I was thinking cancer Like that is just where my mind went instantly and then i was thinking well yeah maybe you are the jerk if you haven't cancelled your plans after your boyfriend has learned that he might have terminal cancer or even just cancer in general yeah maybe you are however anemia is i don't want to say not that serious but it's not life-threatening that's for sure it also can be completely controlled with supplements and you can have a full quality of life most of the time if you deal with it correctly it's not 100 percent serious I'm, I'm saying all this with the with the knowledge that i don't want to you know like be patronizing you get what i'm saying it's not it's no cancer i mean also we can just judge from what the doctor said right they've sent you home straight away with supplements and that's it from what i can gauge there's no other need to do anything else so take the supplements you'll be okay that's the general line of thinking so no way are you the jerk, especially given all the other stuff about your sister and the fact that you don't do this too often and it's been planned and you're the designated driver, etc., etc. For me, no, not the jerk. And now for our final post of this episode. Am I the jerk for telling my fiance that my friend's trauma is more important than her comforts? My best friend lost a parent a year and a half ago, which led him to a mental health crisis. Our friend group has been picking up the pieces ever since. He's doing much better now that he's in therapy, but he's definitely gone through it. What has complicated matters worse is my fiance. It goes without saying that I love her, but she is the definition of a busybody sometimes. My best friend is a very private person. Now, she knows that something happened with him, but she doesn't know the details of what that something is. She probably never will. But because she's around me and my friends often as my fiance and I live in the same house She hears bits and pieces of the story and presses for more information I try to circumvent this as best as I can For example, I step out of the room for specific phone conversations But still it's hard to limit the discussion about it sometimes If it's necessary to bring up and she's around in person We'll refer to the nolan situation without giving specifics Nolan will also stop by my place at night when he can't sleep Now, this doesn't happen all that often, maybe twice a month. He'll text me or call me saying he's outside. I'll go and sit with him and maybe smoke a little bit and then he'll head home. I'll wait up until I know he's got home safely. Then I go back to sleep. My fiance hates this. She claims the phone calls always wake her up. 
They don't. She just sometimes happens to wake up for the bathroom while I'm outside and that me not being in bed is alarming. This brings us to last night. Nolan stopped by and when I came back inside, my fiance said she was putting a stop to it. She said all the sneaking around is making her paranoid. She doesn't feel like she can properly trust me or be a part of my friend group without knowing the details and that Nolan needs to stop relying on me so much. I told her that no matter whether we're married, dating, whatever, she will never have any ownership over my friend's trauma and that she was never going to be able to order me around in regards to it. I also said her comfort was less important than someone's actual physical well-being She was obviously hurt by this and went to stay with her mum after work today. So am I the jerk? Okay, now i'll be honest with this one My mind changed during the reading of it because the title suggests that yes, you know Friends trauma is obviously more important than than your fiance's comfort. I agree with that wholeheartedly However, it's not really about that. The more I read there the more I was thinking you and your friendship group Yeah, fine. It's a completely private matter. I get that. But what you're doing is you're just completely alienating and isolating your fiance, who should be the person that, you know, you talk to the most and confide in the most. Not saying that you need to tell your fiance all about the ins and outs and the details of Nolan's trauma. That is not what you need to do. However, speaking in code to your friends whenever she's in the room and saying, no, 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 you can't hear about this. Like pretty much just saying you're not allowed to hear this. Go to another room and let us talk about it. During a period of time over years, that is going to be very annoying. And therefore, I understand why she's like, you know what? I'm done with this. It's not even about the fact that it's waking her up in the middle of the night and the sneaking around sort of stuff. It is just what she's saying there. How can she properly trust you and your friendship group when she has no idea what's really going on and none of you even want to speak to her about it at all, even give her any sort of inclination? That's kind of what I'm thinking there. I don't know about that one though. It is a little bit of a dubious one, but I quite like ending these episodes on dubious ones because then you lot can get in the comments and tell me right from wrong. Please do. There's one thing that I was gonna mention but i wasn't really sure about but i will anyway is the fact that nolan uh, it is i don't know if it's too harsh to say it kind of feels like nolan is now using this trauma slightly as some form of emotional leverage like showing up to your apartment twice a month and just like staying over look you're a great friend for letting him do that but i feel like you know it's it's been a year and a half now at some point that's gonna get a bit weird for the fiance so fair enough I don't know. That that is a contentious one. Comment down below, guys. I don't want to offend, so I'm going to leave it there. But look, you lot let me know. Am I the jerk for removing my daughter's bedroom door because she won't stop slamming it? I am a 40-year-old woman and I have three kids. Maggie, who is 14, Levi, who is 12, and Charlie, who is 10. Levi and Charlie share a bedroom and Maggie has her own room as the oldest and also only girl. Maggie is a great kid. She does her homework, helps with chores without too much complaints, and doesn't bug her brothers too much. The issue is that she will not stop slamming her bedroom door. When she gets up to use the bathroom at night, she slams her bedroom door on her way out and back in. When she gets up in the morning or goes to bed at night, she slams it. Pretty much any time she enters or exits her room, the door gets slammed. And it's only her door, none of the other doors in the house. It shakes the walls and frequently wakes up everyone else. Her brother's room shares a wall with hers and our bedroom is directly above theirs. We've talked to her about it and asked her very politely to please be more mindful about it because it's disturbing the rest of us, but it's in one ear and out the other. We try being more forceful about it, saying that if she continues to slam her door, there will start to be consequences. Still, nothing changes. It all came to a head the other night when she got up to use the bathroom and all four of us were woken up by the slamming. 
I have to be up at 5 a.m. for work and I've had enough of the broken sleep and came downstairs and knocked on the door. She opened it and said, what? With such attitude, it took a lot of self-control not to start yelling. I told her as calmly as I could that if she slammed that door one more time, she was going to come home and find it gone. She proceeded to yell at me to leave her alone and then slammed it five times as hard as she could. Well, the next day, Friday, she went to school and my husband and I both had the day off. So we took the door off the frame and installed a curtain rod with a nice heavy curtain over the door instead. She came home and freaked the F out. She said we're being emotionally abusive and taking away her right to privacy. She sulked all weekend and won't talk to us now. My mother says that I'm the jerk here because I overreacted, but she doesn't have to deal with the house shaking. I want to add that we completely respect each other's privacy in our house, which is why we hung up a heavy curtain and made sure that we couldn't see through it or around it. We even put little Velcro pieces on the walls and curtain sides so it stays in place. She still has her physical privacy, which she is absolutely entitled to, but can't slam a piece of fabric. We also have never and still don't just go into her room unannounced and we still knock on the wall to ask permission to enter. We've told her we'll happily put her door back on once she agrees to respect the no slamming rule. So am I the jerk? Now, when I first saw the title of this one, I immediately agreed with your daughter that this was emotional abuse and you were completely destroying her privacy that she is entitled to. But obviously, when you read it, it becomes pretty apparent that she's just being a horrible little whiny teen and she deserves this. And that as soon as she says, yeah, I'm not going to slam it anymore, the door will be back. It's not that hard. Just don't slam your door. I mean, she is literally interrupting everyone's sleep. Just take away the thing that is interrupting the sleep and yeah, she'll have to change. Simple as that. All that to say, you're definitely not the jerk. Let's move on. Am I the jerk for refusing to help my daughter with her car payments because she is a stripper? I am a 47-year-old man and I have a 22-year-old daughter. She's in college and lives on campus. I agreed to help her make car payments since she was in school. I was recently informed by a young man I work with that my daughter strips at a club about 40 minutes away. I confronted her on this and she said she didn't plan to do it after she graduated and that she needed some money. I told her, then work at McDonald's. Don't use your body. We got into an argument and I asked her to quit stripping and get a decent job then. But she refused and said that stripping was easy money. So basically, I said there was no need for me to pay her car payment anymore since she's making money so easily. She got upset and said that that wasn't fair and that she doesn't make enough for that. I told her to figure it out. She told my wife about what happened and my wife is upset by her job of choice, but says it's unfair for me to stop supporting her so suddenly over an argument. I think it's perfectly fair. It's my money and my decision when to cut it off. So, okay, interesting one here. It's one thing not being happy with the line of work that your daughter has chosen to pursue. I completely understand that. Look, as a as a parent, I think that you should, in theory, I mean, I'm not one, so I don't know how hard it is, but I think that in theory, you should let your child do what they, they want to in terms of their life, as long as it's all legal. However, I'll put my hands up. I get it. It's not the ideal job for your daughter to have. Yes, fine. Have your own annoyances about that. But when you're immediately, therefore, deciding to take away support from her that you've given her for a while and that you don't know how she's going to react when you just suddenly take it away, I think you're being the jerk there, no matter what she does for work. The fact of the matter is that you agreed to help her make car payments as she is in school and now you've gone against your word for a condition that you hadn't aforementioned. That's on you. However, I will say that the biggest jerk of all in this instance is your co-worker, a young man you work with who told you that your daughter strips at a club. Like, what sort of guy, first of all, is he? And second of all, does that? 
that's the guy that's really interesting i'll be honest i mean what sort of a man is he also it's 40 minutes away like there's just a lot to unpack there that i don't really want to unpack but also do yeah you're the jerk give your daughter the money that you owed her and you agreed to but that other geezer weird let's carry on am i the jerk for not letting my miracle baby niece be my flower girl at my wedding i am a 27 year old woman and my older brother and sister-in-law both in their mid-30s just welcomed their first child a year and a half ago after years of trying after many failed attempts my sister-in-law was told that she wouldn't be able to conceive due to a medical condition she has but they finally got pregnant since having my niece the baby has been the center of attention at every family event we've had since she was born birthdays weddings family get-togethers you name it now don't get me wrong i love my niece but it can get to be a little too much when my sister-in-law goes on and on about how long they tried to conceive complications they've had miscarriages they've had etc like a little too much info many family members have commented on how it's a little bit excessive but no one has said anything because they don't want to sound like a jerk anyway i'm getting married in the spring and my brother and sister-in-law approached me last weekend about having my niece be the flower girl now my fiance who is 35 has two children a 10 year old boy and a six-year-old girl from his previous marriage His son is one of his groomsmen while his daughter had asked to be our flower girl when we told him the news that we were getting married a year ago. That's something she's always wanted to do. So of course we said yes. I explained this to my sister-in-law when she asked me about my niece. She asked if my stepdaughter can just carry my niece with her. I said I don't think she'd be comfortable with that considering she is six. She then asked why I can't give that role to my niece and allow herself to carry my niece down as the flower girl. I said no because I already promised my stepdaughter. She then started going off about how my lack of effort to incorporate my niece is disgusting to her. I should honor her in some way since I know how long and hard they tried for my niece. Now, I may sound like a jerk for this, but I kind of got fed up and snapped and said, incorporate my niece how? By the time my wedding comes around, she'll be two years old. The entire family already knows your story about how long and hard you guys try for her. What more do you expect me to do to honor her? She started crying and said that clearly I don't love my one and only niece and I'm letting her down. I said, of course I love my niece and obviously she's going to be involved in pictures and stuff, but I'm not going to let my stepdaughter down by giving my niece a role she's too young to remember anyway. Well, now my sister-in-law and my brother are fuming with me for not letting my niece be the flower girl and are running around telling the rest of the family that I don't love my niece. My mum had been trying to stay neutral, but she now thinks that my stepdaughter would understand if I explained to her that I need to give that role to my niece. What? I'm firm in my decision though, and my fiance is thankful that I didn't let his daughter down. So, am I the jerk for not allowing my niece to be the flower girl? I mean, look, sorry to be harsh here, guys, but we get it. You had a miracle baby. Like, how many times do you want to tell me? I'm even getting annoyed, and I'm just reading the story. I'm not related to you. We get it. Amazing thing. No one's taken away from that fact. But come on, you're now just intruding on what it sounds like everyone's lives, let alone someone's wedding. Especially given the fact that you've been explicitly told by OP here that no, my stepdaughter has always wanted to do this. But hang on a second, we had a miracle baby, guys. And therefore, what I say goes, because it's a miracle. The clue's in the name. You absolute idiot. Like, I'm sorry, maybe I'm being a bit harsh there, but it's not your day. And it's definitely not your miracle baby's day who yes as op said is never going to remember this she's going to be two like what's the point you're just doing this for your own ego and i'm sorry op you're definitely not the jerk but uh yeah your sister-in-law 
She is. Am I the jerk for not wanting to change my first dance song because of my stepsister's association with it? We've chosen our first dance song. My stepsister is not at all happy because she and her ex-husband also had this at their wedding. And she said she has a lot of memories with this particular song. She asked if I could change it. I told her I get it, but this is what we want and I don't want to change it. She said she understood, but she's acting different around me and I could tell that she was mad and upset. Most people who know about this don't think I'm doing anything wrong, but I have my sister and one of my friends tell me that I am being selfish and not understanding here. So, am I the jerk? All right, a little quick one there. Now, I think we need some context for it because if you, for your entire life, you and your partner, your fiance, had always wanted this song to be your song, your first dance song for as long as you've known each other and, and the first day you met, you talked about having this song at your wedding. Yeah, it's a little bit far, but you get what I'm saying. If this was always the plan to have that song, then I get why you'd have your reservations and you wouldn't want to change it. However, from the sounds of it, it just sounds like you just want to have this song, this particular song. And if that is the case, is there not one other song in the entire world that you could possibly use instead? Because after all, this is going to be a very troubling period for your stepsister seeing you do this and hearing that song you know it's just it's just not nice and there are so many songs i don't know it's a tough one but you could just do the nice thing and change it then again it is your day it is your wedding you can't you know concede to everyone but it is just a song oh my god sorry okay i've just noticed that op has left an edit in the comments that i actually have to include this is mental and changes everything right let's put this up on screen right now yes a few months after they got married he was in a wreck. He thankfully survived, but has a severe TBI, among other things. And he lives in a specialized nursing home. They got divorced, but my sister still goes on about how she loves him and visits him occasionally. He doesn't remember who she is most of the time, but my stepsister says she apparently sang this song to him and he looks like he remembers her. Her words. Oh my God. Come what may from the movie Moulin Rouge. My sister sees it as their song. She and her ex first met at the movies when they both went to watch it. This is what I'm saying. This is the context that we needed. Then apparently the restaurant they went to for their first date was also playing it. So they took it as a sign. And as I said, they also played it at their wedding. She also sings it to him sometimes now. I think it's a really nice song and I'd like to play it too. I don't want to have to change it. Yeah. So this is actually the opposite of what I said. For your stepsister, this was the amazing song. For you, it's a nice song and I'd like to play it. Nah, you got to change that. I'm sorry especially given the trauma that she's gone through my word change it immediately you are the jerk am i the jerk for making my 16 year old son and my 14 year old daughter share a bedroom my husband unexpectedly passed away a few months ago and i became a single mother to three kids a 16 year old boy 14 year old girl and another two-year-old girl due to the significant decrease in income i was no longer able to continue renting where we were and all i can afford is a one-bedroom apartment currently i'm sleeping in the living room with my youngest i gave the bedroom to my 16 year old boy and 14 year old girl and i asked them to share in the meanwhile i tried adding a privacy screen in the middle so they feel like they have their own space but they're telling me that this isn't acceptable each of my kids used to have their own rooms so this is a massive change for them i've been looking for a better paying job for months and so far i've had no luck i can't get a second job because i can't afford to pay someone to care for my two-year-old daughter outside of daycare hours neither of my kids are willing to help and they say my youngest is not their responsibility i know the situation isn't ideal but i don't know what else i can do for the past month i've not been eating anything for two days a week and just telling the kids that i'm trying out this fasting trend for weight loss purposes but the truth is i can't afford to feed us all and i've been using the food bank 
prior to this i'd never had to use food bank services before and i'm so thankful that it exists i'm both thankful and deeply ashamed though at the same time would i be the jerk for telling my teens that they must share a bedroom would it be better if i suggested my son sleep in the living room with me and have both my female kids share the bedroom instead i don't live in the us but it's not common for teenagers of opposite sex to share a bedroom that is something i do absolutely recognize now before i even give my opinion on this one i need to say there is an update to this post which gives a lot more information so without further ado let's just get straight into the updates i had a chat with my kids after work I still don't want to put an adult problem onto my kids, so I only gave them a brief overview of the dire financial issues we're having after my husband and their father passed away. Us downsizing to a one-bedroom apartment was not by choice. I also told them the truth about how I couldn't afford to feed us all and why I didn't eat two days of the week. I was afraid of how they'd take that news, but it's gone better than I expected. My kids will be coming with me to the food bank for the next trip to help out. In terms of the rooming situation, both my older kids agree that they did not want to share a room with my youngest, the two-year-old, because she frequently wakes up at night and also has accidents. They also don't want to share with me because I get up much earlier than them to work and it would disrupt their sleep. They'd rather share the room with each other while I continue to sleep in the living room with my youngest. They both told me that their friends were saying that no kid should ever have to watch their sibling because they didn't create them. They've been told by their friends that it's parentification to be asked to babysit for even an hour and it's never okay in any circumstance. That was why they kept calling me a jerk when I asked if they could help with childcare so I could get a second job. But now that they know how bad the situation is, my son said he wants to find a part-time job to help contribute. My daughter apologized and said it wasn't that she hated me or her sister. Both my son and daughter said they are willing to help take care of the youngest so that I can get a second job. Hopefully I can find something soon and be able to move to a larger space. Okay, there we go. Now that is what I was gonna say before I even read the update. What it is here is just a lack of information. Your kids are just being typical kids. I picture myself as a 16 year old boy if i was asked to share a room with my sister who actually is a few years younger than me and i was 16 and i had no context as to why we had to do this or the financial trouble my family was in i honestly would have the same reaction i'd be like well i'm used to having my own room back in the old house why we're we living in a one-bedroom apartment and why do i have to share a room that would be my natural reaction however as expected when you give your kids the actual information and the reasons behind all of this, then of course they concede and they want to help and they're being nice kids. That is what you have to do the entire time. And I'm very glad you did this. Look, honestly, I can understand this. You don't want to be completely transparent with what's going on. It's a horrible situation. Nobody wants to say to their kids, guys, look, we have to go to a food bank. I can't afford to be in a nicer house. I need you guys to give me some babysitting help while I go and get a second job to support us financially. That's not a position you want to be in, but sometimes honesty is the best policy. And look, here clearly it's worked. Well done. So, suffice to say that you're not the jerk in all of this, but still, going with this honesty was the best play. Congrats. Am I the jerk for refusing to miss some of my kids' events when my ex-wife's husband asked? I share two kids, Indy, a 10-year-old boy, and Colby, an 8-year-old girl, with my ex-wife, Thora. We've remained very close, and she and I don't follow a strict parenting plan. We do our best to have the kids see us both as much as possible. We celebrate every birthday, every Christmas together, and we sharp to support our kids together as much as we can make work with our jobs. Our families are also still very tight. The kids love it. Sometimes it will be my parenting time, but they want Thora, and so they spend the day with her, or vice versa. It just works so well for the kids. Thora married Michael in November 2021. 
He and I got along in the beginning. He clearly loved Thora and was great with the kids, which is what Thora and I cared most about. But then this past summer, some things changed with Michael. An example is Indy was singing and playing an instrument at this little talent show his summer camp set up. Thora and I both went, so did Michael, who took the day off work. Michael did not look happy to see me. And once Thora was not within earshot or sightline, he was visibly tense and I swear he groaned at some point near me. Then Thora had to go out of state to see a friend of hers who was very sick. The kids chose to stay with me and I don't believe Michael was happy about that. I tried to ask him about it, but he swore things were fine. In November, Indy and Colby had a busy month with different standout things within extracurriculars and school. I was lucky enough to attend 9 out of 10 of them, with Thora attending 8 out of 10. Michael got to attend just 3. All three were ones that I could attend, and it felt very much like he didn't want me there. Late last month, when Michael and I were the ones attending a school function for the kids, he asked me to show up to less of the kids' events and let him and Thora do some of that stuff with the kids as a family. I told him they already do. He said, not when I'm around, that I'm getting in the way of him being a parental figure for the kids. I told him he was a parental figure and the kids love him. He said they'll never consider us equal until they see him instead of me at some of these events. He said it's important for the more stable family unit of four. I told him I was not willing to miss the kids' events. He did not take it well and he accused me of interfering and alienating their chances of a family unit. He texted me after the event with things he wanted me to miss, including Indy's elementary school graduation in May. I told him that was not happening. He told me Thora wanted this too. But of course, Thora knew nothing of this and told me the kids would be so upset if we did what Michael wanted, which I knew also. She was angry at Michael. Michael's angry at me, still. He called me a jerk. I don't want to believe I'm in the wrong, but I know this is not the norm for every divorced parent situation, and it makes me ask if I am in the wrong for not letting them have some of those events just them. And there we go. An interesting one to end this episode. For me, I can understand from michael's perspective why this is annoying him i can i honestly can i think he should be a little bit more understanding however i i kind of get it right he doesn't like that you're still about and as the man of the family i can i can understand that he's just like yeah well you're the old guy i'm the new guy i want to have a relationship with the kids and you can have your own thing when you go and see them and when they're with you But for me, I want to feel like I'm their dad, I'm their stepdad at least. And I don't want to feel like someone is always treading on my toes. Now, I wonder who of you right now are getting in the comments saying, I completely disagree. Because let me tell you, that is just what Michael thinks. And I'm saying that from his perspective, devil's advocate. Because in reality, when you sign up to be with a woman who has children and is clearly very close with their ex, you know In fact, you must have known that this was always going to be the case. No matter what you wanted at first, you had to be okay with this in your head, surely, to go ahead with this with this marriage, right? You know how close they are. You know how much the dad is still in your kids' lives. Their kids' lives, sorry. Not your kids. Let's just make that completely clear. Therefore, you can't be too like, oh, what? You can't come and see the kids, especially on their graduation. Like, are you dumb? Who are you to pick and choose what your stepkid's actual dad can do with them and what events he can go to? It's just not the one. And also, in terms of having your own thing and building your own rapport with the family and, and, and you know, feeling like a unit, that, by the way, I do understand. Like, you're allowed to, you know, be yourself and try and integrate into a family. That's fine. And I think that is something you should do. Fine. But you can do that on your own terms at non-familial events that a dad would want to be there for right as in go to the aquarium with your wife and her two children as a family would do go to a theme park maybe the kids are a little bit too young to go on the rides 
Maybe that's not the best idea. I'm not a father, right? That's on you, Big Mike. You can decide what to do. Am I the jerk for demolishing my daughter's room after she moved out? My 18-year-old daughter, Meg, is in college. She moved in with her boyfriend a few months ago, which left her old bedroom empty. Her bedroom used to be right next to our tiny living room. To make our tiny living room into a normal-sized living room, we knocked out my daughter's room's wall, refloored the space, and fixed the walls. Now it looks like the bedroom was never there and we have a spacious living room. When my daughter came home to visit and saw that her room is gone, she made a huge deal about it. She got all emotional and said if we never wanted to let her move back, we should have just said so instead of completely demolishing her room. I told her that if anything happens and she needs to move back, we will welcome her and she could sleep on the couch as long as she wants. But she accused us of wanting to get rid of her forever and for her to never visit us since we got rid of her room so fast. Only a few months after she moved out and we should have waited longer. So am I the jerk for not waiting longer with the renovation? Now you can probably see why this is pretty pertinent to me in this situation. Now, I'll be honest, I have already been to university and then I moved back in after I came back and now I've moved out of my parents' home. But if my parents had done this without asking me, when I moved to college, university, which is a temporary thing, right? After college, uni, you don't have a home. Where are you going to go? For me, I always knew I was going to at least move back in for a period of time. I didn't know how long, but I was always going to move back in. But for them to do this without asking you and not to change around your room, to completely destroy it is crazy. The only way this would ever have been fine is if they'd specifically asked you and you had said, 100% yes after having a long time to think about it not a couple of months a significant amount of time because now if you ever want to move back in you're done and the fact that they didn't even ask you in the first place is nuts so for a bit of context with me now that i have properly moved out i've said to my family and they've said we're gonna do it up you know change it because i had like a black wall and black shelves and black curtains that they don't really want it's not the most welcoming thing i'd argue fair enough and they're saying yeah we're gonna change it up gonna redecorate it because it needs to be redecorated anyway and i don't live there permanently anymore and i do have an official permanent new flat so that's completely fine and also it will still kind of be my room like if i want to go back and sleep there at any time yeah the colors might be different but it's still my room whereas in this spot you have no room anymore your room is now a bigger living room yeah fair enough maybe it benefits the entire house but to go through all of that without talking to your daughter about it is mental am i the jerk for suing my parents for my college money my great aunt set up savings accounts for all of her female relatives in our culture education for women is not really valued and she thought that that was bs she lived with her father in london where she was educated she went on to attend university and became a doctor she married a british man they moved to america and had a great life she funded the education of as many of her nieces and grandnieces as she could when she passed away she left money for every girl relative that she could my parents managed to access the accounts that were set up for my sister and i they used it to pay for my brother's wedding my sister didn't care because she got married two years out of high school and had no intention of going to college but when i graduated i went to the bank to get money for school and it was almost all gone there was like thirteen thousand dollars left i asked my parents about it and they said they'd needed the money i finally found out where the money went i was furious I got student loans and moved out. I am a great source of shame to them and I don't give two Fs. I'm currently suing them for the money that was left for me. My entire family is against me. They all think I'm a complete jerk for airing private family business in public and that I'm putting money ahead of family. My friends are all on my side, but they're all Americans and don't really get my culture. 
Neither do I, to be honest. My brother called me up and offered to pay for my university if I dropped the lawsuit. I agreed as long as we had a legally binding contract. He said I was being a jerk for not trusting him. I said he should not have accepted my money for his wedding. It's causing all kinds of embarrassment in our community. I am somewhat ashamed to be doing this, but I don't want to have this debt that I should not have. OP, I completely agree with you. You're right. Why would you want to incur debt that literally should not be yours? Your great aunt did this for a reason, so you didn't have to do this. And the fact of the matter is that your parents don't deserve this money. It's not theirs. And they've got it in a roundabout way that isn't really fair. So yeah, absolutely. I would sue no more comments really you're definitely not the jerk and they definitely are the only problems you might have are the legalities of it all and i can't really comment on that too much as i don't really know but you definitely have to go through the process and see where you end up ultimately that is your money and you need to get it am i the jerk for calling my sister stupid and her and her husband trashy parents from the start because of what they want to name their kid okay so just a little context because this topic is incredibly touchy for me I am a man who was given a woman's name at birth. A good example is naming your son Alice. It's not what my name was, but it's close. My parents are hippies and gave their oldest son a girl's name to stick it to the man and I will never forgive them for it. That name caused me to be bullied and damaged my professional life in ways I cannot describe. My sister is pregnant with her first child, a girl. She and her husband are ecstatic. It just sucks that she inherited my parents' stupid propensity to see their children as fashion statements. Last night, she revealed to the family the name of her daughter. It's Crystal. Now, guys, this is spelt K-R-X-S-T-X-L. She wants to name her daughter K-R-X-S-T-X-L. Confused, the name is pronounced Crystal. I already don't like the name, but it's at least appropriate. I was not surprised to learn that my mum helped come up with the name. When she told me, I told her it was a terrible idea. If she wants to name her Crystal, name her Crystal, spelt properly. She tried to explain to me why the X's are there, and I just told her it does not matter. She's naming a human, not a dog. I don't care what kind of fashion statement she's trying to make. This is a person who will have to live with that name until they die or have it changed. She and my mum brushed me off as just complaining because I was never able to accept my name. I told my sister she was being either selfish, stupid, or an incredibly strong combination of the two if she thinks her daughter will want a stupid name like K-R-X-S-T-X-L. We got into an argument and I told her I already see her and her husband as trashy parents for using their kid to be off-brand with her name and then I left right after. My sister is not taking it well at all and my mum is furious with me. I'm starting to wonder if I was too harsh. I won't change my opinion on that incredibly stupid name, but I'm wondering if branding her as a trashy parent was too far. I mean, let's be honest with each other, guys. Parenting begins when you decide on your child's name. That is a massive, massive factor. Imagine being a guy and being called Alice like OP. I mean, come on. That is criminal. Absolutely criminal. Nothing you can do will stop you from being bullied about that name. That is an absolute joke. And likewise, being called K-R-X-S-T-X-L, like it literally sounds like a website domain. She is going to get caned. And that's not her fault. That's her parents' fault. Ultimately, if you're doing something to your child, which is causing them to be bullied at school, which is, let's be honest, what is going to happen, then that's bad parenting. Simple as that. And therefore, OP, you're completely correct. Am I the jerk for accidentally ruining my girlfriend's career? I'm in a tough spot right now, and I'm not sure if I'm the jerk or not. 
My girlfriend, who is 27, let's call her Sarah, and I, I'm 26, have been together for three years. She's always been passionate about her job as a teacher and has worked really hard to build up her career. However, a few weeks ago, I accidentally stumbled upon some photos of Sarah on Instagram that I'd never seen before. They were pictures of her in some very revealing clothing, and some of them were even nude. I was shocked and confronted her about it. And she told me that she used to be a lingerie model before becoming a teacher. She said she stopped doing it because she didn't want it to affect her career and she thought I knew about it already. I didn't know how to react at first, but eventually I told a few of my friends about it. One of my friends is a gossip and ended up telling someone who works at the school where Sarah teaches. Long story short, the photos somehow got into the hands of the school board and Sarah was fired for unprofessional behavior. Sarah is devastated and blames me for ruining her career. She says that I should have kept my mouth shut and that I betrayed her trust. I feel terrible about what happened, but I didn't know that it would lead to this. So am I the jerk for accidentally ruining my girlfriend's career? Uh, yeah, obviously. Why is that even a question? Why are you telling people about these Instagram photos? You've been told this in confidence. Look, I will concede that she should have done everything she can to try and take them down if she thought that this was ever going to compromise her career, which realistically it clearly was going to at some point or would have done if it was leaked. But you're the one that's leaked them to your friends. What are you doing? Like, put yourself in that spot. I put myself in that spot right now, to be fair. If my girlfriend or wife or partner revealed to me that she had uncompromising photos on the internet that were gonna potentially ruin her career i wouldn't say to my mates oh by the way look at these cool photos of my girlfriend like are you dumb they're nudes yeah not ideal than being there in the first place but still why tell people Obviously, you're the jerk. Am I the jerk for selling the house my brother and his family live in? A few years ago, my brother needed help. I let him move into one of my rental properties and we did it all legally. Lease agreement and everything. Because I was renting to him at a break-even point, we agreed that he was responsible for all the maintenance of the house and yard. Well, he has four kids and the hot water tank isn't enough for his family and he wants a new one. I told him to go ahead. He then proceeded to take the cost of the hot water tank and installation off of that month's rent. I reminded him of our agreements. He said he wasn't making improvements to my property for free. I said that the old hot water tank was fine and he made the decision to replace it. Big argument and I didn't want to fight. So I said that he wasn't allowed to make any further changes to the house without my explicit agreement. So he stopped doing maintenance as a protest. The house itself is not pretty, but it is solid. It's old and the wiring in it was not meant for all the modern electronics we have. He wanted to add a new breaker box and run more outlets. I said, no thanks. I cannot afford that since I'm not making any money on the house. He started complaining about it and the rent started getting paid late. I tried talking to him, but he said that he had to buy some stuff for the house and he was low on cash. So I sold the house. While the house itself isn't great, it is in an older part of the city and the property itself is a quarter of an acre. Every time a house sells in the neighborhood, it is snapped up by developers and turned into multifamily units. Or one guy built a McMansion on his land. I know a lot of the developers and I didn't even need to list the house to have it sold in less than a week. My brother found out when he was served with an eviction notice. He called me to ask, what the frick? So I told him that the house was causing me headaches and I had an opportunity to make some money and I took it. He said I should have offered him a chance to buy it. I said that he was having trouble making rent. How was he going to qualify for a mortgage? He said I'm a jerk and that he has the money. He was waiting to make me an offer. I asked him if he had money, why was he late on his rent? He started bad-mouthing me to all our family. 
A few of them took his side and tried to say I was being a jerk So I offered all of them a chance to clear his debt to me if they wanted to share their opinion None of them took me up on the offer My parents are on my side and they said I shouldn't have rented to him in the first place I feel bad for my sister-in-law and the kids, but i'm not going to spend the rest of my life subsidizing his You know what? I don't think you're in the wrong here at all because Although this is your brother and his family the fact of the matter is that it's your house You can do whatever you want with it. Just full stop. Yes, that gives you license to be mean But you haven't been mean here You've given your brother and his fam the benefit of the doubt You give them lots of chances to pay rent. You know, they've been late for a while They're doing things that you've asked them not to do. They're taking money off the rent, etc, etc At what stage do you just say, you know what? No, that's enough. Like you clearly are not good tenants i'm done with this i'm gonna sell the gaff and take the money and that's what you did and i think unfortunately for your brother's family that is completely fair you've actually explicitly said in this as well that you're not making any money out of this therefore i presume that you've rented to him at a pretty cheap price maybe a family price given that he is your brother so it sounds to me as if you're doing him a favor in the first place and you do seem quite accommodating as a landlord but yeah he's clearly just taking the mick get him gone am i the jerk for having a dry wedding and serving only water for drinks okay so basically my husband and i are getting married later this year each of our size of the family are fairly big it will be around 100 to 150 people total my husband and i are paying for this all ourselves as well as my grandma who said she doesn't care one way or the other on this issue she just loves weddings we have a lot of kids in our family so we decided against making it child free but we did decide to make it dry so there will be no alcohol of any kind at our wedding honestly this doesn't have anything to do with there being kids there but due to the fact that my fiance and i don't drink nothing against people who do it's just not for us and we don't want to on top of that, we only really drink water. We rarely, if ever, drink soda. So most of the time, it's only water with the occasional juice and milk. We don't even drink coffee. So obviously the food, which is a part my grandma is not paying for, is going to be expensive for that many people. We're having our wedding catered, so everyone will have a good choice of food to choose from. But to drink, only water will be provided. We don't want to have to pay for alcohol or soda. It's just a large added expense when we can just do filtered water for a much cheaper cost. Well, when family and friends found out, everyone got angry. Some didn't really care, but some are really upset about it, saying that I could just have an open bar so I don't have to pay for drinks. We could, but still have to pay for the bartender, and we just really don't want to bother with alcohol there. Or we should at least have soda because how can we expect everyone to drink only water? The kids will be upset. The wedding will be boring. That this is not how weddings work, etc. So, am I the jerk? I didn't think that this would be a problem. It's only water. I mean, don't most people drink water every day anyway? Should we pay the extra to have soda to make the family happy? Okay, let's get one thing completely straight. There is no doubt in my mind that you do not have to serve alcohol at your wedding if you don't want to. For any reason, you don't have to accommodate people. It's your decision if you want to serve alcohol or not. And I completely back it. Look, I would argue that it's fun to have alcohol at a wedding. But if the bride and groom don't want alcohol there, that's tough. And you got to accept that. What I can't accept, though, is there only being water. That is where I think you are the jerk. Because no, most people don't drink water every day. I mean, a lot of people do, of course, but not most people. To force everyone there to drink just water is harsh. It's supposed to be fun, right? Fun, to me, is having more options on a menu than just filtered water. Yeah, chuck some juices in there. 
chuck some soda in there. I mean, if I'm a kid going to a wedding and there's only water, not gonna lie, I'm throwing hands. I am throwing hands. I'm fuming. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna put some real pressure on the groom to get me a Diet Coke immediately because that is an absolute farce. So yeah, as I, as I say, nothing wrong with not serving alcohol. That's your decision. Only serving water? Nah. That is very controlling. And again, as someone sensible mentioned, just make it a bar that you have to pay for. You don't have to pay for it yourself. And how much is a bartender for a few hours? I mean, come on. Compared to the cost of an entire wedding, that is not expensive. Do the right thing. Give the people the drinks they want. Am I the jerk for asking my girlfriend to watch my favorite movies with me? Last weekend was my 28th birthday. My girlfriend, who was 25, had asked what I wanted to do. And I said I wanted to watch my favorite movie trilogy, Lord of the Rings. I don't think my girlfriend was thrilled, but she didn't say anything and agreed. She has seen them before, and I don't think she really likes them very much, but she knows I love them, so she doesn't really say anything besides they aren't really her thing. But I really wanted to make a date of watching them, and I went over to her house because she has a really big, comfortable couch. About 10 minutes into the first movie, and I look over and she is browsing on her phone. I was a little miffed, but didn't say anything. She basically scrolled through her phone the entire movie. When we started the second movie, she opened a bottle of wine and proceeded to drink the whole thing while still sitting on her phone. I was pretty irritated at this point because she wasn't even paying attention at all. The third movie started and by then she'd opened another bottle of wine and was asleep within the first 20 minutes. I was really mad at that point and just left and went home. A few hours later, I got a text asking where I went. I told her I was mad that she couldn't pay attention to my favorite movies on my birthday. She told me I was a jerk and to grow the hell up. I've texted her a couple of times, but she hasn't responded. So, am I in the wrong? Wow, there we go. Back to back jerks, in my opinion, to end this episode. What do you expect in this situation? Your girlfriend has explicitly said to you she doesn't like these films, yet you are forcing her... Well, I mean, look, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? She's doing a great thing, in my opinion, by actually just sitting there with you. How long is the Lord of the Rings trilogy, by the way? You know what? I'm going to look this up on the fly. Lord of the Rings trilogy overall runtime. Now, my guess is about 10 hours. It's 11.2 hours. You're expecting your girlfriend, who doesn't like these films, and by the way, I sympathize with her because I don't really like them either. I know, controversial, but it's true. I actually have never actually properly watched them, so maybe you should have invited me to your birthday party and not your girlfriend, and we could have watched them together but yeah you're asking your girlfriend to sit on the couch and focus on something that she has said she doesn't like for 11.2 hours now if that's me i'm also turning to the wine and you can't blame me come on the fact of the matter is she's been nice by even doing it in the first place she's explicitly doing something she doesn't like and i'm explicitly saying explicitly a lot here that's how explicit her reaction could have been crazy i know but yeah uh sorry doing something that you like on your birthday that you know someone else doesn't like as much, but it's going to come along and do it anyway. That's fine, because it's your day. I get that. But forcing someone to sit on the sofa and focus for 11.2 hours is not fine. I'm sorry. It's just not. And yeah, you are the jerk. Am I the jerk for refusing to forgive my dad for breaking our deal? When I, a 17-year-old man, was eight, my parents bought me a piano and signed me up for lessons. I was super excited because I love music. Over time, I kind of became known as the piano guy at school. I play at school concerts, accompany the school jazz choir, and play once a week for the residents at a couple of retirement homes in our town. When I was 15, I started to talk about quitting lessons, and my parents quickly tried to guilt me out of it. I told them I wanted to try other things, and that between piano and 
studying, I didn't have much time left for other extracurriculars. My dad proposed a deal. If I kept playing and taking lessons until I reached level 10 RCM, Royal Conservatory of Music, and continued to keep my grades up at school, he would buy me a new car of my choice. I jumped at it and we shook hands on the deal. I should explain that my family is well off financially. I have a very privileged life, but I wouldn't say I've been spoiled. If I ever want a luxury item like a new phone or games console, I have to buy it myself with money that I've saved from summer and after school jobs. I should also explain that my dad's big on loopholes. When we compete, he always finds a way to win. And when I do, it doesn't count because of some loophole. It drives me nuts, but he thinks it's hilarious. Whenever I complain about him not playing fair, his answer is always the same. Life isn't fair. So because of our deal, I kept up with my lessons. I spent about one to two hours a day on piano while keeping my grades up. Last summer, I took my level nine RCM exams and passed, fulfilling my part of the deal. I told my dad I'd chosen the BMW X5 plug-in hybrid SUV. A couple of months ago, on my birthday, I came downstairs for breakfast, and my dad told me there was a surprise waiting for me in the garage. I ran out, and sitting in the middle of the floor was a 124th scale toy BMW X5. My dad burst out laughing and said, A deal's a deal, so as promised, here is your brand new BMW. My heart absolutely broke. I asked if he was being serious and he said I couldn't seriously have expected him to buy a 17 year old a real brand new BMW and that we could discuss getting me a reasonably priced used car. I said we had a deal and I fulfilled my end of it. He said he did too since I never said that the car had to be full size and drivable. I said he wasn't being fair. His response life isn't fair. Ever since this happened, I've been distant with my dad. I honestly feel like he betrayed my trust and that he deliberately made a fool out of me. He keeps bringing up the idea of a used car, but I told him I'm not interested, which I admit is kind of petty. I have enough money saved that I can buy a cheap used car myself. And I just feel like if I accept one from him now, it's like saying that breaking his promise didn't matter and that he didn't do anything wrong. So, am I the jerk? No, absolutely not. That's not even up for discussion. A promise is a promise. It doesn't matter what he said. If that man, your father, cannot keep his word, then he doesn't deserve your respect. It's as simple as that in my opinion. How about this? One day when you're older and he wants you to come home for Christmas or something like that, you say, sure, I'll be there. Then just mail him a picture of you and say, oh, there I am. Uh, You didn't specify that I didn't actually have to be there physically. I'm there in spirit in a photo frame. It's a weird analogy. But that's kind of what's going on here, right? Like you said you'd do something and you use some stupid loophole to get away with it when in reality, you're just being an idiot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that is an expensive car for a 17 year old, but it is also what you said. So how about just don't say it in the first place and don't make empty promises. Am I the jerk for calling my sister cruel for her tattoo idea? My sister is 28 and I'm a 26 year old man. My sister, Nikki, has always had a strange relationship with our parents, especially my mum. I'm clearly not privy to the reasons because things are fine with me and my parents. When Nikki went to college, she met her creative writing professor as a freshman and they got close immediately. They would do a lot together and work closely on a few different writing projects. Nikki never specifically said this, but it was obvious to anyone who saw them interact that they had a substitute mother-daughter type relationship which hurt my mum a lot to see. I always thought she'd grow out of it or that the prof would move on, but 10 years later, they were still very close. 
About a month ago, the professor died unexpectedly and it devastated Nikki. She was really depressed over the holidays, which of course was all in front of my mum and was a difficult reminder that Nikki loved the prof as a mother way more than she ever loved my mum as a mother. She still talks to my parents and stuff and they don't fight or anything, but Nikki is very distant and doesn't tell them anything about her life beyond the bare minimum. My mum tried to comfort Nikki, but Nikki was doing her distant thing and didn't want comfort. Something unfortunate that happened to Nikki is that when she got the call that she died, she was brewing tea and in the shock of the news she spilled boiling water on her arm which burned her kind of badly on her wrist i think the burn was like on the borderline of second and third degree and definitely still looked pretty rough during the holidays nikki said it was especially hard because in addition to the physical pain every time she looks at it she's reminded of the moment she found out the prof died which i totally get I was on FaceTime with Nikki and she said she talked to her tattoo artist friend who said that the burn should be able to heal well enough to get a tattoo over it. Nikki then excitedly told me about her idea, which is a type of flower that the prof gave her a bouquet of for her undergrad graduation. My mum was so embarrassed that day because she didn't get Nikki flowers, but the prof did. And Nikki was parading them around so happy and it was a reminder of their connection. I guess Nikki and the prof exchanged these flowers for every special occasion, like birthdays, etc. So now she wants to get a decent size tattoo and a highly visible spot of something that will remind everyone of the prof i told nikki that this seemed really cruel to my mum, who already feels cast aside and like she's in exile from nikki and that's without the constant permanent reminder nikki kind of scoffed and said i can't believe you think you have the right to tell me not to do this she called me a jerk and hung up and is still not talking to me except for a very brief text saying congrats for a promotion i just got my parents aren't commenting my dad said i should have just kept quiet even though he agrees and my mum made no comment but seemed grateful that i stood up for her i feel like i was just being protective of my mum, but am i the jerk all right i just had a look at the comments on reddit for this one because you know i'm always interested to see what people on reddit are saying before i give my opinion and i think we differ slightly a lot of the comments are saying that op you are the jerk in this situation and i get it i really do however i think that's a little bit too strong to actually call you the jerk i don't think you're in the wrong for this really i think in reality you're just misunderstanding your sister's situation because from your perspective i get it you feel like your sister is favoring someone else and that's unfair on your mum, who you have a good relationship and you don't quite understand it perhaps but in reality you have to understand that your sister and your mum do not have anywhere near the same sort of relationship that you and your mum have and in actuality your sister has been very lucky in her life to have someone come in and replace her mum for that role because her mum for whatever reason hasn't been able to do it nonetheless it's clear that this person played a massive role in your sister's life and getting a tattoo in that exact area the timing of when you heard that person had died yeah terrible but yeah a great thing to do and i definitely wouldn't say that she shouldn't do that Look, I get it from your perspective. It's nice to stick up for your mum and you probably don't get it. But from her point of view, that is probably maybe even the most important person in her life that's gone and she wants to remember them. Am I the jerk for not giving my daughter her education fund money? I am a 54-year-old man and I have two children, a 23-year-old daughter and 21-year-old son with my wife. When the kids were young, my parents set up education funds for both of them, which was very generous. My wife and I always expected our kids to attend college and then graduate school, as we'd done. I have a PhD, my wife has a master's. Because of this, we decided not to use the funds for our kids' undergrad degrees and didn't tell them about the money. My daughter has always been more into the liberal arts, while my son is more of a STEM guy. 
My wife and I worried about her ability to find a job But she insisted on studying music and film in college She was accepted to some top schools and chose to attend a rather expensive one But she had scholarships to cover almost all of her tuition everything else plus living expenses was her responsibility She lived in a very small apartment shared with friends in a not so nice area far from campus But she was fine and learned how to budget effectively after graduating She luckily found a job that doesn't pay extremely well But she enjoys and scrapped the idea of grad school My son decided to do engineering and he also expressed that he had no interest in grad school My wife and I were disappointed but accepted it since at this point He's already all set up with a very good job when he completes school since he did not receive as many scholarships as his sister We decided to use his education fund to cover his tuition and living expenses He was able to get a large and nice apartment of his own close to the school Which is important since his classes are so demanding and he needs a comfortable space to work My daughter was confused and asked how he could afford this and he told her about the education fund She called us and asked why she didn't have one and we told her she did We just didn't use it because we hoped she would attend grad school She seemed hurt by this and asked if there was any way she could have the money now We explained that there would be a fee to simply withdraw the money for non-education uses And if we chose to do that, it would belong to her grandparents so they could put it towards their own use She's been quiet and short when answering our texts and hasn't answered our calls at all since then I know that it seems unfair to her, but it's not really her money in the first place and she's no longer in college Plus her brother only received it for educational purposes and it wouldn't be right for her to just have it to spend now So am I the jerk? Now, I think it's pretty obvious in this spot that yes, OP, you are. However, OP has given us a couple of updates, which we'll get to first before I give my overarching opinion. Update one. I understand the consensus is that my wife and I are the jerks. I texted my daughter to ask if she wanted us to withdraw the money for her and what she wanted to do. This was her response. I don't care. Maybe they can transfer it to their other grandchild, who is five, by the way, if the fee is seriously too much. I don't know about grad school. I haven't thought about it much recently. If I do apply, it wouldn't be for another couple years and i hadn't been counting on having any financial help in the first place so it really doesn't even matter thanks for asking though update two my wife and i are discussing our daughter's response and our next actions to resolve this situation for context my wife has always had a strained relationship with my daughter and did not approve of many of her life choices she believes we should take our daughter's words at face value and assume she no longer wants the money From some of the responses here, I fear that my daughter's response was out of resentment and I suggested taking out as much money as her brother was given so at least they received the same amount. Yes, that is the obvious thing to do here. She could use it responsibly towards rent, groceries, transportation, etc. or in some other way to further her career so it would still be for educational purposes in a sense. My wife, though, is standing firm in her opinion, and we will continue talking it through tomorrow. Many have asked about where my parents stand on this. At this point, they're not mentally aware enough to really participate in the discussion. They did know about our grad school stipulation, and they thought it was fine. They also knew that we took out some money for our son once we were certain he was not pursuing an advanced degree, and they were fine with that as well. They said it was our decision as parents what to do with our daughter's fund, and they would support whatever we decided for her. It wouldn't be useful to ask them what to do with it now But i've always said that whatever is unused will go back to their care I've tried to call my daughter with no luck, which is why I sent the text despite what many have said here I hope this does not end our relationship Well, mate, unless you fix up pretty quickly, there's a lot of danger that it might I just don't understand how it took you such a long time to arrive at that conclusion that yes You should have at least given your daughter the same amount as you gave your son I'll have to have a look back through it But from what I could kind of gauge the first time reading it It didn't even seem as if your son was was fully using the money on education he didn't go to grad school 
same as your daughter. I don't really understand why there's a difference there. Okay, looking back now, fair enough, you used it to cover his tuition, but you also used it to cover his living expenses, but you didn't use your daughter's education fund to cover her living expenses. Like off the rip, that just doesn't seem fair to me. I don't care if she's got scholarships for her tuition fees. Like she's clearly clever. Why would you punish that? Clever and hardworking, I must say. You don't just get scholarships by being clever, that's for sure. Imagine hearing that your parents could have financially helped you and then they just chose not to. Like that is brutal. I'm sorry. And yeah, the more I think about it, if you want to have any relationship ongoing with your daughter, you need to at least just send her the money right now. Probably all of it. I mean, just send it to her. And then hopefully she'll give you some form of forgiveness. Am I the jerk for posting the reasons that I excluded some people from my child-free wedding? My sister got married last summer. She had a very elegant and beautiful wedding and reception planned. It was child-free. She sent gracious notes to everyone who sent their regrets and thanked them for understanding her desires for her wedding and respect them enough to RSVP in the negative. She also invited them to a party later that summer at her home if they wanted to take pictures with her and her wedding party in their fancy clothes. I thought it was well handled and classy. Several people didn't understand the meaning of child-free and brought their kids anyway. One screamed through the ceremony and the mum would not leave the chapel because she did not want to cause a fuss. There were no extra places for them at the reception, so their parents had to share their food with them. The worst was the kid that wanted a cupcake off the table the wedding cake was on. He lost control and tipped the wedding cake onto the floor. My dad saved it, but there was a handprint on the lowest tier and a lot of cupcakes at the floor. All in all, it was four families that brought uninvited children. My wedding invitations just went out over Christmas. We're getting married in May. I know this is a long time, but we have a lot of out of town, country, and even continent guests we hope will come. We did not invite these four families to our wedding. We have a Facebook group for the wedding for people to share pictures and memories that we might put in the wedding video. They found out about the group and posted to my personal page about being excluded and asked why we're not having them. I messaged them privately and asked them to take down their posts and explain that my wedding was smaller and I wasn't having as many guests as my sister. They went public again and complained about me excluding them for no good reason. So I posted the receipts. I also posted a video my cousin sent me of the kid crying during the ceremony and the parents doing nothing. The video of the kid freaking out because he had to share trout for supper. The before and after pictures of the wedding cake table. And I also asked if they knew in advance that they were not supposed to bring their kids to the wedding. Then everyone started piling on. To them. I guess there was a lot of stuff I missed. Including one of them changing a kid on the table with the guest book because the closest bathroom didn't have a baby station. Now they're calling me a jerk for embarrassing them for having children and wanting to be part of family events. I said that they could not understand why rules were in place and that is why they were not invited. My uncle posted about how embarrassed he was that his daughter was one of these entitled jerks and offered to pay my sister for the cake that got wrecked. He'd been unable to attend and hadn't heard about the cake. So, am I the jerk? Absolutely not. Very simple one here. And to be honest, I'm kind of just getting a bit angry thinking about this. If your sister has gone through all that trouble to really politely say, look, guys, you're our good friends. We do not want your children here. It's my wedding. It's our day. I've made this decision. Yeah, it sucks for you because your kids can't be here. But I've made this decision on one of the most important days of my life. Do not bring your kids. And she said this in a lovely way. And then four different families bring their children. How angry would you be? Especially given the fact that they then seem to ruin the event. I mean, the handprint on the cake, the cupcakes on the floor. It just sounds devastating. It's a real shame. So I completely get why you did what you did. And, and you do not want these people there. It's as simple as that. Ultimately, it's your wedding day. You decide who goes. And now for our final Am I the Jerk post of this episode. Am I the jerk for telling her to get over herself? I got a dog two years ago, a corgi, and she's very much so my sidekick. I've been with my fiance for five years. 
My fiance does like the dog But she is currently pregnant and experiencing massive migraines and has been snapping at everything So every morning when I get up I find my fiance already awake and at the table relaxing as soon as I get out of bed My dog goes nuts. It's like super energy where she's running sideways barking up a storm Jumping from the bed to the floor a million times causing the apartment to shake because it's old as anything etc And I'll just sit there and sing made up songs to her and just screw around with her It's pretty noisy and I can be loud. It's just my way of interacting with my pets I also have adhd so i'm fully aware that I can be ridiculously loud and sometimes I simply forget to tone it down My fiance has complained about it a few times and I will absolutely try to tone it down for a while But as screwed up as it sounds the second she stops complaining and it's out of sight out of mind I start doing it again If I catch myself, I apologize immediately, but sometimes I don't even catch myself doing it. So she's been getting up earlier than normal because she says she needs peace and quiet away from you and the dog because she can't hear herself think when we get up. And then she starts getting migraines and being overall annoyed. But now she's complaining because I can sense her not in the bed anymore, probably after 20 minutes of her being gone and her warmth no longer being there. And then I'm wide awake and the dog senses it and you know. So she's now getting angry because she thinks i'm purposely not letting her have space and purposely annoying her with my behaviors I'm not truly but it seems like it i guess i've tried just laying in bed for a while so she can relax But I get stir crazy and I also don't feel like I should have to stay in bed So she can be alone when I live here too, but she flipped this morning I felt her sneaking out of bed this morning at 5 a.m. And tiptoe out of the room. I watched her sit at the table with her book Well, the dog saw me awake and immediately goes ballistic Jumping on the bed whining barking, etc. She comes in and says will you guys calm down so I can have time to myself for once I just side-eyed her because i'm getting annoyed at this point with her demands. She says well I tell her to get over herself Just because she's pregnant doesn't mean I have to change who I am or change how the household works or change my dynamic with my dog She immediately left after telling me to go screw myself and won't answer my calls She's been gone for six hours. Well, then a very interesting one to end I've got to say because up until that last little point I genuinely didn't think that you were necessarily being a massive jerk op It felt to me more like just a kind of conflict of character and I was questioning more whether you two should be together in the first place Which when you have a baby on the way is a pretty crazy thing to say But but uh, yeah, that was the opinion that I was kind of leaning towards but after seeing what you said at the end You're definitely the jerk like you just didn't need to say any of that. Are you joking? You wouldn't change how you are or how you live because of your pregnancy girlfriend wife whoever she is that is very selfish surely when somebody is pregnant you have to concede some things and probably yeah not be as crazy loud around them give them their time etc whatever they want really (laughs) it's a bit weird to say that but overall i would say the main thing is you guys just don't really seem that compatible you just seem completely different maybe it worked for you before and maybe it will work for you again in the future but you need to find some sort of resolution and definitely Give her the credit she deserves and favor her, especially during this time when she's pregnant. Like, are you nuts? Actually, to be honest, the more I think about it, the more that you really could do so much about this. Like, surely get up and then just leave the house. Go on a very long walk with your dog. Like, if you really cared and you were less selfish, you would find so many ways to get around this. And you could find a very easy solution to come to, which would enable your girlfriend, your wife to to have the time to herself and you to go and be loud and be crazy and your dog to go and you know exercise surely that's the solution train your dog go on a dog walk i don't know am i the jerk for leaving my babies inside by themselves 
I am a 20 year old mother of triplets who are only two months old I never expected ever in my life that I would be a mother to triplets So when I first became pregnant, it was definitely the last thing on my mind I'm home with my babies all day long and I had to even transfer my education to online Sometimes I just need some fresh air Especially when I can't get them to stop crying and I find myself getting super frustrated to the point of tears It's honestly so hard and the dad isn't here to help as he's either at work or at school My fiance's parents rented us a main floor apartment. So when I step outside, I'm literally just sitting on the chair right beside the door Plus I have a baby monitor set up in their room and it has a camera on it I can literally see them and hear them So if anything happened, i'd be able to quickly get to them being able to step outside for a few minutes to take a breather Is really important to me because I start to have mini panic attacks when I can't get them to stop crying And I get really frustrated because I just feel super overwhelmed being able to go outside just gives me a chance to calm down My fiance came home to me sitting outside while the babies were crying and freaked out on me Calling me a horrible mum and a bunch of other names that i'm not gonna list here He thinks that I was being super neglectful and putting the babies in harm's way And he even told his parents and now everyone seems to be really against me I grew up in the system. My fiance's family is the only family i've ever known So it breaks my heart that they're so upset with me But I really don't think I was doing anything wrong or putting my babies in harm's way But they seem to think otherwise So here I am wondering if I should apologize for my actions or if i'm the jerk in this situation Okay, strong start for me. No, you're not the jerk here I kind of get it from your husband's perspective a little bit But you have to be able to have at least one or two minutes rest You can't just look after your children 24 7 like be in the same room as them 24 7 is what i'm trying to say The truth is you still got them on the baby monitor. You're right outside in case anything was to happen Being in the room or being outside looking on a monitor doesn't really change anything And as you've said, it's very important for your anxiety. You're having mini panic attacks. You need to sort something out It's a lot of stress and you have a few minutes rest that's okay with me. Am I the jerk for wanting hot food? Yesterday, I went ice skating with my girlfriend. Tuesday is one of her days for dinner, so she made chicken salad. When I saw the chicken salad, I admit I made a face. She was like, what? What's the problem? I said that we were outside in the cold all afternoon and I wasn't really in the mood for cold food. She said we're inside, the heat is set to 74 and we're both wearing warm, dry clothes. So it's plenty warm enough to eat salad. I said, sure, but I just wanted something warm to heat me up on the inside. She said that was ridiculous because my internal temperature is in the 90s and my insides are plenty hot. At this point, we were going in circles. So I said I was just going to heat up some soup and told her to go ahead and start eating and I'd be back in a few minutes. When I came out of the kitchen with my soup, she was clearly upset and she asked how I would feel if she refused to eat what I made tomorrow, which is today. I said I wouldn't care and she said that was BS because it's rude to turn your nose up as something someone made for you. So, was I the jerk for not wanting cold salad after being cold all day? Yeah, your girlfriend is completely right. Like she's absolutely correct If she did the same thing to you, you would be very annoyed It's just a fact and you saying that you wouldn't care is bs. She is correct once again It doesn't matter what she makes and it doesn't matter what you really like to be honest The fact that she's spent time making you food and you just throw it back in her face and do your own thing Yeah, it's very rude and you are the jerk simple as that Am I the jerk for moving my son into a rental apartment after finding out that his dad's been canceling his job applications My son aiden who is 23 moved back in with us upon graduating college as my husband wanted. My husband's original plan was to have Aiden live with us for free, but stay home and help with his disabled younger brother, who is 16. Aiden started complaining about needing money and wanted to find a job. 
My husband was against this and even offered to double his allowance But aiden was growing tired of staying at home So he began looking for jobs here and there for over a year, but none of his job applications came through He just applied and they never got back to him. We were confused by this until recently I found out that my husband was behind all the job applications being cancelled He'd wait until aiden applied then he'd proceed to cancel the application by impersonating him and using his email I blew up at him at this but his justification is that he's just trying to make sure that our younger son is cared for by aiden And he said that aiden has been a big help and him getting a job will affect his care for his brother I went ahead and rented an apartment for aiden and told him to stay there until he finds a job and starts paying for it himself Aiden was hurt upon knowing what his dad did. My husband was livid when he found out. He called me unhinged and said that I was separating the boys and teaching Aiden to become selfish and care more about a job than family. He also said it was a huge decision for me to rent an apartment without even running it with him. He's been giving me hell about it and is calling me a terrible mother for encouraging Aiden to be selfish and self-centered. He said I needed to see and understand why he did what he did. To be honest, I don't even want to answer the question of are you the jerk here, really? Because the main thing is, your husband is very weird. Aiden's dad, that is. What's he doing? Seriously, what's he doing? Does he really think it's worth jeopardizing the future of one of his sons just for the other one? I get it. The 16-year-old is going to take a lot more care and obviously, you know, attention than the 23-year-old. But that shouldn't mean that you force a 23-year-old to not live their life just to look after his younger brother. The fact is, he's been doing it for a long time anyway. He's 23 now. He needs to go and live his own life. And ultimately, a 16-year-old has two parents that can look after him, I'm sure. I don't think you should force Aiden to not move out, not get a job. Simple as that. Am I the jerk for pulling my pants down and showing my husband my underwear after he insisted that I was on my period when I wasn't? My husband has a bad habit of blaming my behavior or reactions on my period. For example, when we argue, he'd say, I won't argue anymore since you tend to act crazy when you're on your period. Or even say, I know you didn't mean to do or say that, but couldn't help it since it's that time of the month for you. It's so irritating and it prevents me from being allowed to express myself. It happened again last night at the dinner table. We had an argument about him forgetting to fill my car with gas after he used it. And when I expressed my frustration, he said, we're not going to talk about this now since you appear to be on your period. I said that I was not on my period and that this was just me feeling frustrated with him But he insisted that he won't talk about this then and insisted he won't hear what I had to say Since you must be on your period since you're being irrational during this argument. I snapped. I'd had enough So I got up stood in front of him while he was still eating and pulled down my pants to show him my underwear He made a grossed out face and shouted Frick, that's nasty. I'm eating my dang dinner. We had a full-blown argument and he said I acted horribly and ruined his appetite by putting that nasty move. He told me to grow up and stop being spiteful over nothing. He keeps saying I grossed him out during dinner and made him go to bed hungry. So, am I the jerk? Did I overreact? Once again, I'm not entirely sure what's going on in this episode, but we just seem to have a lot of strange men. Maybe that's men in general. What can I say? Uh, But in all seriousness... This guy's very weird. Doesn't even matter if you're the jerk or not in this spot. Get rid of him. Like the weirdest guy ever. I don't understand. Like, how do you actually marry someone that says, Oh, I can't have an argument with you because you're on your period? Like, if I was a girl, I wouldn't marry someone who said that. I'd be like, well, I wouldn't even they wouldn't even be my boyfriend or girl. Like, you know, I just wouldn't be with them. You know, maybe he's great in bed. I don't know. Just seems very odd, and I would definitely sack him off. Am I the jerk for showing up to my husband's doctor's appointment? My husband has been dealing with some health issues the past few weeks and has been frequently visiting the doctor. I asked if I could go with him, but he refused, saying it wouldn't be necessary. When I asked why he wouldn't want me with him, he said he felt more comfortable having privacy with his doctor. I jokingly asked if his doctor was a woman, and he glanced at me. I anticipated his next doctor's appointment and decided to go and meet him there. He went, and 10 minutes later, I entered the office. I identified myself as his wife, 
and he was shocked when he saw me I greeted his doctor a man lol and we talked but my husband refused to even look my way and refused to speak as well We left the office together and he went off on me in the car saying I shouldn't have followed him and came into the doctor's office after he asked me for some privacy I said it was all right. I'm his wife. I already know what his issues are and I just wanted to show support He said I overstepped his one boundary and refused to respect his wish and made him more stressed than he already is in these hard times that he's going through I thought he overreacted, but am I the jerk? Finally a woman in the wrong It's good to see because I was getting a little bit worried there about all the men doing terrible things The one thing that your husband has said to you is please do not come to my doctor's appointments And also your health is literally the most private thing right and i get it he's your husband but he's genuinely said to you this one thing i would like to do privately and you've disrespected him so yes you're the jerk like what are you even going there for i don't really understand like what's the point just you said afterwards that you speak to him about it and you know what the issue is so if you know what the issue is why are you then going to the doctor's appointment to speak to his doctor it just sounds like you're very insecure to be honest because you're saying oh is the doctor a girl maybe that's the main reason because your husband's telling everything anyway very odd behavior you're the jerk am i the jerk for prioritizing my son's dog over my wife's pregnancy when my son who is now 14 was eight years old we got a dog he's half great dane and half some dog my friend's dog met during an unauthorized absence my son loves this dog and does all the care for him except vet stuff and is a very responsible dog owner this dog is pretty much his best friend my wife is 12 weeks pregnant and ever since we confirmed the pregnancy she's been acting weird around the dog she avoids him puts her hand over her stomach when he's around and jolts whenever he makes noise Today, she told me she wants to rehome the dog. I asked her what she was talking about. She said she's been having anxiety that he will jump on her. This is completely unreasonable. He doesn't jump on people. We train him not to jump on people or run into people very young because he's half Great Dane. And I felt this was important for all dogs, but especially one who could possibly grow to such a large size, which he did. There is no reason for her to think the dog will jump on her. She said there's no way to know for sure that the dog won't jump on her. And if he does, our baby could be hurt. This dog has never so much as growled at her. She said that even if the dog doesn't jump on her, her anxiety about it is bad for her health. She said she needs the dog elsewhere for her safety and the babies. I told her that there was no way. My son got this dog right after he lost his mum and imprinted on him hard. Sometimes I think he loves the dog more than me. I'm not taking his dog. The dog didn't do anything. My wife said that I am prioritizing the dog over her pregnancy. The dog isn't a threat to her pregnancy. If this were any other unreasonable request, I would do it just because she's pregnant. I just can't break my son's heart over a fear she has that makes no sense. So, am I being a jerk? Now, I think the title of this one, Am I the Jerk for Prioritizing My Son's Dog Over My Wife's Pregnancy, is a little bit, you know, cheeky because it sounds way worse than it actually is. You're not really prioritizing your son's dog over your wife's pregnancy. Yes, in, in literal senses you are, but in reality, you're prioritizing your son and the amazing bond that he has with this dog, your dog, who is your best friend, the dog who's done nothing wrong over your wife's pregnancy. And that's a difference. Look, for your wife, fair enough. I I get it. Maybe she has just got a little bit anxious because there's a dog roaming around and she's pregnant. And that is absolutely completely fair, by the way. For me, it doesn't necessarily even matter if the dog has never done anything like that in the past before, because you said like, yeah, it is unreasonable to think that they will do that. But unreasonable thoughts are sometimes justified. And if it's going to make her more comfortable, I get why she's thinking that way. I don't know about rehoming though. That seems very unfair. However, what I will say is that she is jeopardizing your son and his future and his mental well-being. Now, does she think that's fair? Because I certainly don't. And if it's all right, realistically as it is, then there's no reason to change anything. You've got to think of the damage that that could do to your son if you were to take away his best friend. Uh, You know what? I've actually just seen a great point in the comments, by the way. Not the jerk. 
Has she stopped driving? Has she started using a wheelchair so she won't fall? Is she refusing to use the stairs? If you kind of get what this comment is saying, is she doing lots of other things to protect the baby? No. It's very unlikely. So why has she just changed her mind on the dog? I don't know. Maybe something's gone wrong there. Again, I genuinely don't mind her thinking this way because look, she's pregnant. She's literally raising a child inside of her. If you want to, you know, take precautions, fine. But it is weird that she's just having this one thing about the dog and seemingly nothing else in her life. Am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend dumb for boiling salmon? So this happened yesterday. I came home from work in the evening and saw something cooking on the stove. I asked my boyfriend and he said he was boiling salmon. I was taken aback back like completely i asked him to repeat what he said and he so casually said it again i was like "Ooh, who boils salmon he made a face and didn't reply i told him it wasn't right and that i'd never heard of salmon being boiled like egg and water type of boiling he said it was all right and he likes it cooked that way i called him dumb for this to which he reacted by snapping and saying who the frick says i can't boil salmon i said um common sense he replied Screw common sense. I bet it's no longer common sense to eat an apple from an apple tree in this time and age. We had an argument and he started ignoring me, saying he felt hurt and disrespected when I called him dumb and is now waiting for an apology. So, am I the jerk? Now look, as you can probably tell by looking at me or listening to me, I am a very, very accomplished chef. Let's just say that. And even I would never boil salmon. How stupid is that? Said no one ever. Like, who cares? You know? Who actually cares how you cook salmon? I don't know if you can boil salmon. I haven't done it personally. However, if it actually cooks the food and it's edible, then you can do it. Maybe it doesn't taste great. I don't know. Any budding chefs in the comments, let me know. For me, I don't know why you'd even care. Like, why Why do you care that a salmon's being boiled? If it tastes nice, it tastes nice. Simple as that. Would I be the jerk if I didn't let my husband attend the baby shower or birth of our child? My husband and I have a three-year-old daughter. He was happy when I told him she was a girl. We're having another and when I had my ultrasound, I was told it was another girl. Again, my husband was happy. It turns out though that I was told wrong and it's actually a boy we're having and my husband has now freaked out in excitement. His reaction to us having a boy was nothing like either of his reactions to having a girl. He was actually jumping around and yelling. He immediately called all his friends and family. He kept hugging and swinging our daughter around telling her she's getting a brother. I confronted him about not being this excited about having girls. And he said, because I wanted a boy. I got so angry. I don't want him at the baby shower. I guess it's not really a baby shower as we're not asking for anything, but still, or the birth. He thought I was kidding at first, but once he realized I was serious, he got really upset and started an argument over it. So would I be the jerk if I didn't let him attend the baby shower or birth? Well then, I think we've come to our most unreasonable jerk of this episode so far. You can't come to the birth of our baby because you showed excitement at its gender. Does that make any sense? Now, I would understand it if he'd been very disappointed at having a girl and was always like, oh, I wanted a boy. I didn't want a girl in the first place, etc., etc." However, having a preference between a boy and a girl, I think is completely fine. Like, let's be honest, it's natural. You're probably going to lean one way or the other. Like, if we're being completely honest, if you really thought about it, you're probably like, uh, I don't really mind, but maybe 51% a boy, maybe 51% a girl. You know, up to you. However, he loves your daughter. He was very happy at having another girl, but a little bit more happy at having a boy. He's already got a girl as well. Remember that. So maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. I mean, I'm so excited. I've just, I've just chinned my mic. Get me an invite to the baby shower. That's all I'll say. Am I the jerk for showing up at my ex's wedding in a pretty dress? My ex and I had a peaceful divorce. We co-parent our three children together and there haven't really been many issues. My ex is getting married to stephanie i like stephanie she's been great with my kids and makes my ex happy 
My ex invited me to their wedding and I was happy for him It was my day with the kids. So it made sense for me to come was his reasoning when I arrived at the wedding though Stephanie thanked me for dropping the kids off and then brushed me off. We'd never had any issues before I explained that I was going to stay for the reception and she was very upset I was confused because I assumed she knew i'd be in attendance It turned out she didn't consider that i'd actually accept the invitation I told her that I was invited and since I took the two-hour drive i'd be staying for the entire duration She didn't like this response. Stephanie asked me to leave and I stood my ground. She went on to complain about my dress upstaging hers. My ex and former mother-in-law helped her to calm down and the wedding shortly began. I thought that was the end of it, but later in private, Stephanie accused me of trying to ruin her special day. She's convinced that I wanted to show off and make the wedding about my divorce. She said it was rude for me to not leave after the bride requested it because it was her special day. I told her that I'm not responsible for her insecurities and once again reminded her that I have no interest in stealing my ex back. Am I the jerk for getting up from my chair in the middle of Christmas dinner and shouting, shut the F up about my body in response to my husband's observation? So ever since I had my son months ago, my husband has started making indirect comments about my body He never says any hurtful words, but I find his observations as he calls it hurtful For example, he'd see me wearing an old top and say oh that top used to look good on you But not anymore though or when he looks at my waist and says wow didn't know your waist could get this wide Basically passive stuff that I try to ignore till it extended to friends and family FYI this went on for months and months and months We went to Christmas celebration at his family's home. My sister-in-law complimented my floral maxi dress and my husband said, I agree, it looks nice on you. Though I have to admit that your waist could get smaller than this. Awkward silence took over. I was absolutely fuming and this was my last straw. So I got up from my chair in the middle of dinner and shouted at the top of my lungs, shut the F up about my body. He was absolutely speechless as his family stared while some others tried to get me to calm down. But the situation got more tense and dinner ended up being cut short. And my husband stormed off to his friend's place to spend the night upon leaving a very nasty text saying I embarrassed him and made a scene over an observation he made. He called me childish and told me to get therapy for my insecurity instead of verbally abusing him and scaring his family. Now I feel like an absolute idiot jerk and like I ruined Christmas for him and everybody with my oversensitivity. So, am I in the wrong? Well, first thing to say is it's very clear that you're not the jerk in this story. Are you mad? And secondly, these are not observations from your husband. They're not even passive aggressive. They're just horrible insults. To me, this guy just seems emotionally abusive. He probably knows exactly what he's doing and is trying to put you down for whatever reason. And it's just a disgusting man. Why are you with him? Am I the jerk for silently getting up and walking out of the restaurant during New Year's Eve dinner after I was told to pay for everyone at the table by my in-laws? I am a 32-year-old woman and I recently inherited a good amount of money from my mum. I keep the money in a separate account as I still haven't decided what to do with it and I didn't want it to go to waste. I noticed my husband constantly bringing up the inheritance money and making countless suggestions as to how I should spend it. Another thing is that he expects me to pay for nearly everything the past couple of weeks. For New Year's Eve, my husband and I met up with his family at a restaurant to celebrate. It was going fine until I found out that I was expected to pay for everyone at the table. My husband's mum joked about paying for dinner out of my inheritance pocket, which made me livid, but I showed no reaction, just silently paid for my own food and drinks. Then I got up and made my way out of the restaurant. They were shouting after me like a crowd and my husband tried to get me to come back, but I drove home. He got back at 3 a.m. yelling at me, saying I was pathetic to get up and walk out on him and his family after they relied on me to pay for their food and thought I was gracious enough to do it. 
but they were wrong He said I humiliated him and the family and that what I did was an attempt to get back at them for not being able to help mum when she was sick Not true is all i'm gonna say He is mad and saying that I caused a huge rift between his family and me when it wouldn't have hurt me to pay for the celebratory dinner So am I the jerk? Again, like the first story, you're obviously not in the wrong here. It's your money. It's your inheritance. And once again, your husband and his family are very, very strange. Let me get this straight. Your mum dies from an illness. And the thing that your in-laws and your husband say is, great, now you can take us to dinner and spend money on us. That is just weird. Am I the jerk for telling my parents that they ruined New Year's celebration after they kicked my husband out over a joke? I've been married to my second husband, Mike, for four years now. He's a jokester and loves to crack jokes all the time. He especially likes a joke with my brother, Ethan, and his wife. Ethan used to be okay with it until he started complaining about Mike taking it too far with his jokes. Some context about Ethan. He and his wife couldn't have kids, so they adopted a boy, Joey, two years ago. Mike has been making silly, lighthearted jokes involving Joey's bio parents as a way to mess with Ethan and his wife. I already talked to Mike, and let me tell you, he 100% means no harm and is just trying to get them to react. So, fast forward to New Year's Eve. My parents hosted a big celebratory dinner and Ethan and his wife came. While we were eating dinner, Mike decided to tell a knock-knock joke to Ethan. He said, knock-knock. Ethan laughed and said, who's there? Mike replied, Joey's bio parents, then burst out laughing. Sorry, I've got to just interrupt here. That has to be one of the worst jokes that I've ever heard in my entire life. How how is that funny? (laughs) Seriously. I mean, to be fair, it's got me laughing, but that's just because it's so stupid. Silence took over and Ethan's facial expressions changed. His wife called Mike an idiot, to which Mike replied with, Hey, relax. It was just a joke. An argument ensued and dinner was paused. My parents suddenly told Mike to leave, which I thought was too harsh. I tried to speak to them and get them to calm down, but mum insisted that Mike leave. We left and Mike was complaining the whole time about how they overreacted. I called mum later and she told me Mike was out of line with his hurtful jokes about this touchy topic and told me that I was wrong for defending him and saying he was just joking. She said he ruined New Year's for the family, but I told her it was her and dad who ruined the celebrations for S escalating the situation and kicking him out. I told her he could talk to them, but again, they were the ones who ruined New Year's celebration. She called me delusional for the statement and hung up. We haven't talked to them for days. I tried contacting Ethan, but no response. It's kind of like when someone says a really terrible offensive joke and then says no offense at the end and then they think it's okay because they've added the no offense. Except in this story, there was no offense at the end. It was just honestly one of the worst jokes I've ever heard. Like where is the humor in that? I know I said it halfway through, but honestly, (laughs) what part that is funny? It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's pretty obvious to say this, but yeah, just because you find something funny doesn't mean it's not offending someone else. It's not about how you find the joke you're telling. It's about, you know, if the person you're telling it to finds it funny. It's so weird. Genuinely the worst joke I've probably ever heard. And yeah, needless to say, in this story, your husband is obviously the jerk, and so are you for defending him. Am I the jerk for putting parental controls on my TV and royally angering my father-in-law? I live with my wife. We have two kids, an eight-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl. My wife's parents are staying with us temporarily as their home is having some serious repairs after a freak accident. It wasn't their fault and luckily they had insurance. The repairs should be completed in two months from now. I don't really get along with my in-laws, especially my father-in-law, but I agreed to let them stay because I thought the time would fly by and it wouldn't be that bad. But I'm posting here, so I guess I was wrong. My mother-in-law doesn't have a job, and my father-in-law works late shifts until around 11pm. 
When he gets home, they'll watch YouTube in the living room and play music at a loud volume with our speaker system. It's not college house party bass tearing apart the walls loud, but it's still loud. My kids are not light sleepers, but this wakes them up. Then they go wake me up because they want me to make it stop. My kids need to be rested for school and I need to get up in the morning to drop them off and go to work. My wife works overnight shifts, so she doesn't witness this. I've tried to talk to my mother and father-in-law about it and ask that they please keep the noise down after my kids' bedtime, which is half past eight. I don't expect complete silence, but I really don't think they need to have the TV on loud late at night. My father-in-law argued with me and said that he doesn't finish work until 11 p.m. So I'm basically expecting him not to do the things that he enjoys after work. I told him he can do it before work or on his days off or it's tough. He complained to my wife, who's now taking his side and saying that the kids need to learn how to sleep through a bit of everyday noise. I told her it's not everyday noise and that he and my mother-in-law are being excessively noisy and inconsiderate. She's just not there to see it. My father-in-law has been sending me links to buy earplugs for the kids. I've gotten really fed up with this. It's not my in-law's house and they're staying with us as guests and I think they're being really selfish. I decided to put parental controls on the TV so that my in-laws can't use it after half past eight until 6 a.m. the next day. Between those times, the TV cannot be used without putting in the password and only I know it. This doesn't affect my wife as she doesn't get off work until 6 a.m. and isn't normally home until 6.20ish. My father-in-law is now incredibly angry with me and said that I'm acting like a child and keeps pestering me, demanding the password. My wife is also mad at me for upsetting her dad. I'm just so annoyed at this whole situation and I'm sick of hearing about it. So I just want to know if I'm morally in the clear. OP, of course you're in the clear. As you said right from the beginning, it's your house. And that is as simple as it gets. They are guests in your home. I don't care if they are in-laws or not. They are still guests in your home and therefore they have to respect your rules. Saying that the kids should just get earplugs or sleep through a little bit of noise is crazy. Like that is ridiculous. I get it. A little bit of chat here and there is all right. The TV on a very low volume. Fair enough. But it is 11 o'clock on a school night for your kids in their home. That's not really fair. Ultimately, if they don't like the rules that you've set in your own house and they can go and stay in a motel or something like there's no need for them to be there, especially given that you're giving them the house for free, right? They're staying with you, I presume, for free. It's strange that your wife is backing them up this much when her own children are being affected by this. Overall, get them gone. You are not the jerk. Am I the jerk for snitching and causing my friend to lose her scholarship, dream college acceptance? I, a 19-year-old woman, am a sophomore in college, and I have a friend, Tia, who is in high school and applying for colleges and scholarships. I helped her throughout the college process, and she ended up getting in early action to her top college, and she got a full scholarship. I was happy for her, until recently. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and she started gushing about how Tia's essay was so heartfelt and beautiful. I asked to see it because I thought she'd just forgotten to show me. She showed me many of her essay drafts. But as I was reading it, I was completely taken aback. This essay was one of my college essay drafts, which I'd shown to Tia for reference on writing techniques only. I made this clear. I was livid. The essay was really personal and she barely even tweaked it up. It was almost entirely copied and pasted. I trusted her with it and this is what she did. In a fit of rage, I gathered all the evidence of me helping her with the college process, including evidence of me sending the specific essay to her and I showed it to the school. She not only lost her scholarship, but she also lost her seat at the school. Now people are calling me dramatic and shaming me for robbing her of her education. She's the only person in her family to get into college and receive an academic and athletic scholarship, so everyone was rooting for her, including me at one time. And while I didn't expect the outcome to be so severe, 
it was. Right now, I feel bad. I feel terrible. I feel like she took advantage of me, but I didn't want to be the cause of something so horrible. I did myself a justice, but at the cost of someone's dreams. Now I'm wondering if what I did was justified or not. So, am I the jerk? Now this one I think is actually quite a tough one. The easy answer here is just to quickly say, no, of course you're not. You're, you're in the right. She stole your essay. You trusted her and she betrayed your trust. She deserves all the punishment in the world. And I get that. I really do. However, does the punishment of her completely losing her dream spot, her scholarship, her education, etc., really justify the crime of copying one essay? I'm not entirely sure that it does. For me, it depends on the other stuff that she did. Was that all copied as well? How heavily was that referenced? How much was it her own work? Because if it was just this one essay that she copied, yes, for you op i understand that's a horrible situation and it would feel terrible and of course you need there to be some repercussions for your own sake but if it was just that one this does seem a little bit too far to me and of course you could never have known that this was going to happen and she was going to be kicked out so fair enough if you wanted to go ahead and do what you did i do get that from your personal point of view it just seems a little bit harsh to me. That's all. I mean, look, I'm not surprised. I'm just reading through the comments here. And the majority are saying that OP is not the jerk and that she plagiarized and, you know, you can't do that to get into college, etc., etc. It all makes sense to me. It does. I just think, come on, everyone's copied at some point, haven't they? Let's be honest with each other. Everyone's done it. It's only one thing. Is it really that bad? Am I the jerk for not defending my boyfriend when my brother asked him to leave? My boyfriend, Ryan, likes to help others. He's the type of guy who would give a coworker money for their rent or buy groceries for our neighbor. However, he can take it too far at times. He often tries to help people without asking if they need or want his help. Every year, my brother Paul and his wife, Lily, host a holiday dinner. This year, Ryan attended for the first time. Before we left for their house, I told Ryan that Lily was legally blind and had been her entire life. She knew what she could and could not do. I told Ryan to only help Lily if she asked for help. We arrived early so I could help Paul and Lily cook. While we were cooking, Ryan kept telling Lily things like, Lily, if you're looking for the soul, it's to your right. Or, Lily, don't put that there. It's too close to the edge. Lily and Paul both told him that while his commentary was somewhat helpful, it was completely unnecessary. Still, Ryan did not stop. However, things became tense when Lily went to go and chop vegetables. When she pulled out a knife, Ryan stopped her and asked if he could take over because he didn't want Lily to hurt herself. Lily said she'd be fine, but Ryan insisted that she give him the knife. Finally, Paul got annoyed and told Ryan to stop. Ryan did stop, but he kept hovering over Lily while she was chopping. I asked Ryan to sit down until dinner was ready, but Ryan insisted that he just wanted to help. Finally, Lily asked him and I to help set the table and greet people arriving. We did, but things were still tense. I did pull Ryan to the side and reminded him again to only help Lily if she asked for it. He agreed, but I could tell that he was still upset. Everything finally boiled over after dinner. My nieces, who are five and three years old, have a game they love to play with their mother. They will hand Lily something and Lily would have to guess what it is. Lily would sometimes make a couple of clearly outrageous guesses, like saying an egg is an elephant or a shoe, to make her daughters laugh. After dinner, the eldest handed Lily the salt shaker. When Lily guessed it was a phone, Ryan piped up and said it was a salt shaker. Lily laughed it off and explained the game to Ryan, but I could see that she was annoyed. My niece then handed Lily a coin. When Lily guessed incorrectly, Ryan loudly told Lily it was a coin. This was apparently the last straw for Paul. Paul demanded that Ryan leave since he clearly couldn't respect Lily. Ryan insisted that he was trying to be helpful. However, Lily said it was probably best if Ryan and I left. I quickly gathered up our things and managed to convince Ryan to leave. Ryan is currently angry at me. He said I should have defended him, especially since I knew he was only being helpful. 
He also insisted that I should have stood up against Paul's overreaction. Those are Ryan's words. I'm now wondering if I should have defended Ryan. So, am I the jerk? No, you're definitely not in the wrong, but I would say that the thing that you are wrong about is calling Ryan helpful in the first place. I don't think this is helpful at all. This is the opposite of helpful. If you get someone that is so helpful that they do things that are just not helpful at all, and if anything are actually really offensive to someone else, then that is not helpful. And even when they're told multiple times to stop doing something and they continue to do it, then that is the opposite of helpful. That's not being too helpful. That is being unhelpful. I'm not sure what's going on here with Ryan and his personality, but I feel like he knows what he's doing, right? You can't be too helpful to the extent that you keep trying to do something and help out when you're being explicitly told stop doing that that doesn't make any sense to me like he sounds insufferable right he wasn't being nice at any point during this i mean maybe at the start fine when he didn't get it and even though you told him about lily being blind and being okay with what she can and can't do fine give him a little bit of leeway after you tell him he just becomes super patronizing and i completely agree with paul get him gone because lily was clearly getting annoyed and it was just ruining the entire experience am i the jerk for laughing at my niece's gifts my 12 year old niece is really into arts and crafts and recently got into crocheting before christmas she told me that she had a surprise gift for me and seemed really excited about it i told her i was really looking forward to it as well and i prepared her gift myself which was actually art supplies on christmas when we had our family gathering she brought me her gift and was super excited for me to open it when i opened it i saw a crocheted animal but if i'm being honest it looked really really bad to give you an idea of what it looked like imagine something from r slash bad taxidermy but in crochet form i couldn't help but burst out laughing and i couldn't stop laughing no matter how hard i tried to suppress it So I had to excuse myself to go to the washroom where I locked myself for nearly 10 minutes When I came out my niece was in tears with her parents trying to console her And I apologized profusely and told her that I really liked her gift But she kept crying and shouting at me calling me a liar and that she sucked at art My niece avoided me for the vast majority of the party after that I tried to make her feel better by displaying her gift on my living room cabinet But my wife pulled me aside later in the day and told me to take it down after the party Because it was in her words really ugly and made her uncomfortable surprisingly all the adults were very understanding of my situation but i feel really bad because i feel like i destroyed my niece's confidence and i'm not sure how i can make it up to her yeah you should feel bad and yeah you did destroy her confidence i don't think that any sane person in that situation would laugh especially not for 10 minutes if you can see the joy and excitement in a young person's face about giving you literally anything let alone something that they've spent hard graft and time working on for you even if it's completely so embarrassingly awful you don't laugh you say wow that's amazing you accept it and then maybe you joke about it later with the adults if you really want to but you don't laugh right then and there in their face about something that they've gifted you that is shocking form am i the jerk for not allowing my daughter to spend christmas with me and my new family I am a 46-year-old mother of a 24-year-old woman from my first marriage and 12 and 10-year-old boys from my second marriage. When I was married to my first husband, he was unemployed almost all our marriage. We lived in his house that his father owned. His father paid our bills. He bought us the car we drove. He sent my husband money to take care of our family, etc. I was young, stupid, and in love. That is my only excuse for living like that. When my daughter turned five, I started pushing my husband to work and I myself got a job. 
He didn't want to. Things escalated and ended up in us getting divorced. He got full custody while I got visitations every other Saturday. His dad hired a good lawyer. I couldn't do that. I also had to pay child support. I used to work a full-time and two part-time jobs to afford my one-bedroom apartment as well as the child support payments. A year after our divorce, my ex married a new woman. There was a lot of child alienation from them and sadly, I couldn't afford to take them to court again. By the time my daughter turned 14, she was calling me by name and calling her stepmom, mum. I tried my best to hold on to my kid. I went to all the events I could go to. I planned fun days with the limited funds I had. Even when I couldn't afford to turn on the heat, I still made sure to get her a Christmas gift. Sadly, by the time she turned 16, she no longer wanted to have anything to do with me. I took them to court, but they did nothing. And the last time I saw her, she said some very awful things to me. I was defeated, but I decided that I no longer had a daughter, since that is literally what she wanted. I moved away, met a good man, married him, and had two wonderful kids. Last year, my daughter reached out. She was sorry. She said that she wanted to reconnect. I was hesitant and resentful, but I still talk with her once a week. Suddenly, she asked if she could spend Christmas with us. She wanted to get to know her brothers. I told her that we were not at a stage where I could allow that. It got heated, but I told her that I could not trust her with my kids and that I was still not 100% sure that I wanted our relationship to become more. She says that I'm a jerk, that I'm punishing her for things she had no control over, that I know what she told me and how she reacted to me was a direct result of her father's manipulation. So, am I the jerk? Well, never have I agreed with someone more than I agree with your daughter right now. She says you're the jerk for punishing her for things she had no control over. And yeah, I completely agree with her. It's very clear to me anyway that the way she acted throughout all those years, you know, alienating you, telling you that she wanted nothing to do with you is directly because of her father, your ex-husband. That's clear to see. I just think it's harsh to punish a literal child, someone that, you know, was thinking those things when they were 14, 16, even younger just because of your ex and now they've realized that that is the reason and you're still punishing them for that yeah i think it's time to just forget the past and try and make a new relationship with your daughter am i the jerk for throwing away the expensive whiskey my brother got me for my 40th i am a 40 year old man and i just turned 40 last week i'm divorced and have two teenage kids with my ex-wife a 17 year old boy and a 14 year old girl my whole family came to mine and my girlfriend's apartment last saturday for my birthday party my parents some aunts and uncles some cousins my three brothers with their families my two kids and my girlfriend's 15 year old son who lives with us i am a recovered alcoholic i've been sober for six years now alcohol absolutely ruined my life it destroyed my marriage and nuked my relationship with my kids for years I don't allow alcohol in my home now for anyone. It just isn't served or tolerated here. My entire family knows this very well as they know my entire history with alcohol. For my 40th, my brother bought me a very expensive bottle of whiskey. It had writing on it, a very heavy bottle and very old whiskey, so it probably cost him a couple hundred bucks. When he gave me that bottle, I was shocked and said, I don't drink, but thanks for the gift. He then opened the bottle and started pouring shots in plastic cups for everyone. My daughter had a panic attack at the smell of the alcohol, which I'm painfully aware is my fault and I will never forgive myself for it. So I told my brother to take the alcohol out on the balcony and just leave it there. He though wouldn't do it and took a shot of the whiskey. I told him to seriously stop it and he proceeded to pour the whiskey. He then said I'm acting like a sober saint now when I ruined everyone's birthdays for years with my drinking. I told him to come to the hallway with me and talk it out. He refused and put a glass of whiskey in my hand. I took the trash can, threw the whiskey bottle in it and the plastic cups and took the trash out. My brother then stormed off and my mum followed him. She later called me, demanding an apology for disrespecting my brother like that. My dad said I was being overly sensitive, and some of my other family members also agree. 
am I the jerk here? Obviously not. Are you kidding me? You're giving someone who was an alcoholic and therefore is still an alcoholic because being an alcoholic You could never really leave that behind You're still addicted to alcohol even if you don't have it anymore a bottle of whiskey for their birthday and then saying come on everyone Let's do some shots. Are you mad? What's shocking here is just your entire family's reaction to this like they should be saying to your brother What are you doing leave immediately? Are you joking? You know how much alcohol has ruined not just OP's life but his family's life as well. I mean, look, his daughter's just had a panic attack, for God's sake, because of the smell. That shows how incredibly impactful alcohol has been on this family. Yet you still bring it to his birthday party? Wow. Am I the jerk for not wanting my husband to go to his ex's funeral? I'll admit, I'm biased right off the bat. I couldn't stand her. I call her his ex to myself and others. He called her his friend. We're all in our early 40s and she died recently, an aneurysm. I've been with him for 10 years now, but he'd known her for 20 plus. The way he tells it, they were friends in college, decided to date, got married, and then realized they weren't a great couple and decided to just be friends. All that happened years before I met him. He was clear early on that she was important. A couple of months into dating, it came up that his friend was actually his ex-wife. He explained the above to me, saying she was one of his closest friends and that it was purely platonic. I expressed some discomfort at him being so close to an ex, and he told me, that's fine. If you have a serious issue with it, let me know now and save us some time. I'll choose her. I like you and all, but I've known her for over 12 years and she is one of the most important people in my life. You'll have to be okay with that if you want us to be a thing. When we were engaged, I asked again. He gave me this perplexed look and asked, why would us getting married affect my friendships? I sucked it up and went along. I resented every moment of knowing her, especially when we had to be social. She understood some part of him that I couldn't. Her husband was friends with mine as well, so it's not like I could use him as an angle. Oh wow, that is a horribly malicious comment, I've got to say. He'd have lunch with the ex, they'd go to their geeky movies, and whatever. The few times I brought it up, he said, We had this conversation before, and you had your chance to back out. She died after they had lunch the other day on the way to her car. He spent a bunch of time crying, but honestly, I was relieved. He was working with her husband on funeral planning. I told him, You don't think you're going, do you? This is my argument summed up. She's dead, so she's not a factor anymore. He doesn't get to use his she's my friend excuse since she doesn't exist anymore. He had his cry for a couple of days. He gets to be done with mourning her already. There's no need for him to go to her funeral since I wouldn't want her at his. What am I reading? He was the angriest I've ever seen him when I told him that. Replying that he'll be going no matter how I feel and that he's willing to burn this to the freaking ground while holding up his wedding band. Besides you, she was the closest friend in my life. Him, her husband, and my sisters are calling me an insensitive jerk over this, all saying that there was no romantic aspect to their relationship and that I'm heartless. Her husband went so far as calling me a ghoul for how I reacted. I never felt their relationship was appropriate, and I hid that for years because I wanted to be with my husband. Now that she's gone, I don't feel I should have to hide it anymore and can speak freely. So, am I in the wrong for just wanting him to be done with her and for him to not attend the funeral? Well, I've got to say, first of all, absolutely yes, you're in the wrong. And secondly, some of the language in here is nuts. I can't quite believe it. Don't get me wrong, I can understand how from your perspective you don't particularly like this relationship. They're exes, you know, they were married and they're still great friends and it's annoying to you. I can understand that. However, your husband is right. He's given you so many opportunities throughout your entire relationship to be like, okay, this is too much for me. I'm done with it. But you've kept going. Now, admittedly, I understand that maybe you were like, okay, I don't like this, but I love him. I'm going to keep going no matter what. And you still don't like it. That's okay. However, 
Some of the malicious stuff that you're saying here, saying that you're glad that she's dead, that she's not a factor anymore, that he's done with his mourning over his best friend other than you, and that he now can't even go to the funeral, that's insane. Even if you hated this woman, you didn't like her relationship with your husband, I don't really care. Ultimately, she was your husband's best friend other than you, as he said, and you're saying, no, you can't go to the funeral. That is crazy. You're definitely the butthole. Am I the jerk for not letting our kids eat my wife's cooking? I am a 34-year-old man and I have a wife and we have two children, a four-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy. I work as a manager at a care home and my wife owns a bakery with her mum. My wife cooks all the time because she is much better at cooking than I am. I cook sometimes. She is the one who takes care of the house, the kids and chores. Yesterday, when I came back from work, dinner was ready. So I plated it up for everyone while my wife was washing her hands. My kids like their food cut up. I was cutting their chicken into pieces and it looked a bit pink. I told my wife to look at it and she said, it is a little bit pink, but it's fine. I told her I'm not letting them eat this if it's pink. She told me to stop being a baby and it's not gonna kill them. I kept telling her it's pink in the middle. They shouldn't eat that. They can get food poisoning and that it's dangerous for them. She told me if you don't want them eating it, then you can cook their dinner. So I made them cheese and ham toasties. I also made her one, but she didn't eat it. She told me she isn't talking to me if I think her cooking is horrible. Now I don't think it's horrible. I just didn't want our kids eating that. I told her to stop thinking she was right. So, am I the jerk? I mean, I don't know about this one. Surely the simple solution in this isolated instance of the pink chicken is just to cook it for a little bit longer. Just say to your wife, I don't want to you know, be rude. You do all the cooking. You take care of the kids. I completely respect that and I'm very grateful for it. Would you mind just to satisfy my inner, you know, worries if we can just put this chicken a little bit longer? I'm sorry, but a little bit longer just so it's not as pink. You yourself have admitted it is a little bit on the pink side, even if that's not going to really, you know, harm our children. And she probably if she was a reasonable woman, would have said, okay, not ideal, but fair enough, I understand. However, you've gone down the complete wrong road, being petty, making a completely different meal, and not even letting your wife give her cooking to your children. Yeah, that's way too far, my friend. That's not the way of doing it. Now, this incident, on top of you saying that your wife is better at cooking than you, I don't know how that really works. I mean, just train, right? Practice. You can be a good cook. Like, women aren't born better cooks than men, are they? It's just, are you good at it or not? Like, practice it, my friend. Also, she takes care of the kids, and she just seems to do all the other chores. Yeah, it's not looking great for you, my friend. Are we the jerks for not giving our granddaughter the same wedding gift as our other grandchildren? First of all, this is my first post on here ever. I wanted an objective opinion and I have read a lot of these kinds of posts on Facebook. If I do anything wrong, please tell me. Oh, don't worry, I will. I am a woman in my 70s and I'm the grandmother to five wonderful grandkids, three women and two men. The last of my grandkids got married last October. My husband and I usually get them a small gift, usually the cheapest thing on the registry. Then the day before the wedding, we privately give them a check for $40,000. We prefer that they use it for a house, but we don't force them to do so. We also ask them to keep it private. We have a big extended family and we don't want them to expect it from us. They all honored this request. When it came to our youngest granddaughter, we bought her an air fryer. That was the cheapest thing on the registry and sent it in advance. Then she called us furious. She went off on us for being cheap and how she knew we had money, but that we didn't love her enough to show it by getting her something more expensive. We were horrified by her behavior. Then she went ahead and threatened to disinvite us if we didn't get her a better gift. We discussed it, bought her a china set, but we did not give her the money that was set aside for her. We decided that she did not deserve it. Fast forward to last week. She met up with her brother. They got to talking and she found out about the cash gift that he got. She asked her cousins and found out all of them got the same gift. She called us furious for discriminating against her. 
We told her that it was our money and after how she behaved we did not want to give it to her She started crying said that she was just extremely stressed and that we shouldn't have taken it to heart We told her that we stand by our decision But now she is refusing to attend christmas and her mother our daughter-in-law is calling us jerks So are we no absolutely you're not as you said it is your money you can do with it as you like and ultimately you have done what you were asked to do in the first place right you know there's a registry for a reason there's a list you've got something on that list why is she so upset with you maybe she could be annoyed fine like you have a lot of money fair enough she knows this but because of her behavior being entitled being clearly very spoiled you've decided not to give her the money and that's completely your decision i mean the crazy thing is that she cared more about the cost of the gift that you got her than your presence at her wedding that is that is a bit nuts you have to admit right that's nothing to do with money or anything like that that's just her trying to get as much money that just goes against everything that you'd ever want in a person right that's got nothing to do with your family your relationships that sort of stuff that's just like if you're not going to give me enough money then you're not invited at all oh and also she called you furious once she found out about the lack of 40k trying to force you to give her more money again she didn't even learn her lesson the first time. Maybe if she'd come up with an amazing apology, you might have given her the money. Who knows? But the fact that she didn't learn her lesson proves that you were in the right in the first place. Am I the jerk for upstaging my wife in our Christmas cookie baking tradition? My wife and I have a tradition every Christmas where we bake Christmas cookies and frost them with our friends. We then give the cookies out to friends and family and helpers. Every year, my wife would take on the bulk of the baking duties, insisting that only she knew how to bake them right and only letting whoever is helping frost them. She always insisted on doing all the baking because frosting is the fun part and the only thing people want to do. Usually, this frosting and baking marathon would last until the wee hours of the morning and start around noon. Well, this year, for reasons that aren't relevant to this post today, she would not be available on the day we normally do all of this. She was sad that we wouldn't be able to do our cookie tradition. I said that I was more than capable of baking the cookies. She seemed to think that I was joking and that I could basically never do it myself. Well, I said I'd try and she wished me a sarcastic good luck. Well, in the run-up to the days of baking and frosting, I start running drills to optimize production. Enter testing and tragic mistake montage. I started rearranging the house in various configurations, running tests on the dough we were using to see how long it took to bake and making appropriate changes while running it by taste testers, substituting ingredients for quicker bake time while preserving taste, making the cookies as thin as possible without compromising frosting ratio, canvas space for creativity, and or compromising structural integrity, etc. So come the day of baking, I have everything down to a science. As friends and family come in, I give them the rundown. After a couple of hours, most kinks are worked out and cookies are flowing out at a breakneck pace. Eventually, we start running out of material, something that never happened under my wife's ages. We start making runs to the store for the necessary raw materials to fuel our mighty cookie forges. By the time we were done, we were exhausted around 2 a.m. We produced at least five times the amount of cookies that we ever had before. Well, my wife gets home a couple of days later and is weirdly upset. She insists the cookies taste weird, that we spent too much money, and that I was actively trying to make her look bad by making so much more than her. In truth, I ran blind tests to see if anyone could differentiate between our old recipe and mine, and nobody could. I also only spent 40% more than years previous as I slotted in some cheaper ingredients and bought some stuff in bulk, and I'd absolutely zero intention of upstaging her. I simply had the goal of maximizing cookie production. She says that even if I didn't do it on purpose, that I should have thought about how it made her look to our circles and that I've embarrassed her, and she actually called me a jerk. She's never called me that in all three years of marriage, so I can't help but think I am. So, am I in the wrong? 
And there we go, a little bit of a techie one to end with. I'm not entirely sure how I think about this. Just from reading your post, OP, and seeing how you sound, and, you know, trying to gauge the tone of your voice and how you feel about this entire thing through your words, I wouldn't say that you're the jerk. You sound like a nice guy, and you sound like you had good intentions. And ultimately, you did come out with a fantastic solution that yielded five times the amount that it did in the past, and everyone seemed to like it and have a good time. So, fair play for that. What I would say, though, is that your wife is upset for a reason, and I think it's a valid reason. It is her thing, and look, maybe, given that she wasn't going to do it, it's nice of you to take over it, and she could have been a little bit more grateful. But I do understand, in part, why she feels slightly upstaged, especially if you've made so much more, and, you know, people are saying it's just as nice. I can understand why she'd feel a bit miffed about that. Like, it's a tough one, because you didn't do anything wrong, and the way you did it sounds fun and competitive, which probably was exciting for a lot of people but in your wife's shoes you wouldn't want to come home and discover that the thing that you do every single year has actually been improved or people have had more fun when you're not there like that wouldn't be a nice surprise to come back to would it so i would say look you did nothing wrong but maybe consider telling your wife how much you appreciate her doing it normally how much you didn't like her being there how how, how much better it would have been if she was there with you and how much you were missed and that ultimately you'd rather have her and fewer cookies than more cookies without her Am I the jerk for making my parents choose between my sister going to jail or replacing my car with their vacation money? I am a 17 year old girl and I live with my parents I have an older sister who was 29 that they had when they were super young Like I think my mum was 19 and my dad was 18 They didn't do a great job with her and she has a lot of problems She's chronically unemployed and she's a thief She has two kids that are okay. They live with us as well because her boyfriend didn't want them around. I like the kids, but they are spoiled little brats my parents dote on to make up for being trashy parents to their mum. My parents won't let me put a lock on my door because it's their house and they don't want that. No problem. I talked to the kids and explained about what would happen if they came into my room without permission. We have an understanding. Well, my sister broke up with her boyfriend and she needed a place to stay. I begged my parents not to let her stay with us. They declined. So I begged again for a lock on my door. No dice. I have to go to school so I can't guard my stuff at all times. When I came home on Friday, I found my car absolutely trashed and the side of it destroyed. My sister had gone into my room, found my spare key and taken my car. Then lost control on the ice after a day of eating trash and tossing fast food wrappers everywhere. She sideswiped a tree. When I saw my car, I was livid. I told my parents that I expected her to pay to fix it. They said she didn't have any money, so I said that I would call my grandparents. They'd help me get the car and insurance. After talking with my grandfather, I came back to talk to my parents. I said that the insurance would cover fixing or replacing my car depending on the damage, but that I would have to file a police report and that my sister would probably be charged for stealing my car. They begged me to tell insurance that she had permission. I said, nope. So rather than go through insurance, they are replacing my car. But they're using money they'd set aside to take me and my nieces to Orlando next summer for my graduation. It's fine. I can do without seeing Disney World again. But my parents, sister, and nieces are upset with me and saying that I'm the jerk for denying my nieces the opportunity to go on a vacation that they've never had. I just asked them if a lock for my door would have been cheaper. So, am I the jerk? Oh, and a quick edit here. Hey, I just got home from school. There is a deadbolt on my bedroom door and my mum gave me a key. She says that she's keeping the other one for emergency. I agreed as long as it was only for emergencies. Well, I think the fact that your parents have now installed a lock on your door shows that you were in the right the entire time and they now realize their mistake. It would have been so much easier had they just given you a lock in the first place and they now realize that. I mean, that comment at the end, I just asked them if a lock for my door would have been cheaper. So good. I mean, so petty. It's not petty revenge, but it might as well be. 
And yeah, look, it's a shame that they're not going to be able to go on a vacation and neither are you. But ultimately, your car has been destroyed and you need a car. And that is where the money should go. And that is where the money has rightfully gone. Am I the jerk for snapping at my friend who keeps ditching me because I now have a child? Just over two years ago, I, a 29-year-old woman, unexpectedly got pregnant and now have a beautiful 18-month-old daughter, Kira. Over that time, my friend's circle got considerably smaller, but my best friend remained, Mia. Mia doesn't have kids, nor want kids, but she's been brilliant with Kira. I'm a stay-at-home mum, and obviously don't have as much time to hang out as I did previously. Mia and I live on the same streets. We're in Manchester, England, and it's a walking distance between our houses. I told Mia numerous times that she can just pop in whenever she wants. She works from home, but she rarely does. She did at the beginning, but it's been happening less and less. Instead, she keeps suggesting we go out for coffee or pizza or even a drink, but I don't have the time, and I always just tell her to come over and we'll have coffee at my place. She asked if I wanted to go out with her and her other friends for a drink last weekend now i said no but that she's welcome to come over and we'll have a few drinks at mine she said she already had plans and it felt weird to drink when she knows there's a child around honestly i feel neglected i feel like she put me on a back burner and doesn't want to be friends anymore i'm always available but she rarely comes over and i don't think that's fair today i saw her photos from saturday night and i was fuming She ditched me just so she could go and drink like she's 20 again. I felt rejected and horrible. I thought we were best friends, but she clearly doesn't value me when she won't even have a few drinks with me at my house. When she finished work, she called and asked if I fancied going for a coffee in town, but I asked her to come over again. She said yes, but before she disconnected, I heard her mumble like always. This really annoyed me. When she came over, I decided to be open about everything. And while not my proudest or most mature moments, I shouted at her that she's an awful friend, that she barely comes over, and if she doesn't want to spend time with me, to just say it and stop playing around. She said she's always been accommodating, but it's been two years and she doesn't want to spend time with me when there's always a kid, especially now when she has to watch her language. Mia likes to swear. I said that she knew I had a child and responsibilities. And she said that Tom, my partner, could take care of Kira once in a while so I could have time off. This felt really intrusive and I told her to mind her own business and not meddle on my marriage. I was really angry with her and kicked her out. She called me a selfish jerk on her way out. Normally, I'd expect her to call by now with apologies, but she hasn't done so. And I'm starting to wonder, was I in the wrong or was she? Perhaps I was too harsh and should have been more careful with discussing it. Yeah, tough one. To be honest with you guys, I think that OP is in the wrong here, right? I understand what she's saying. She obviously has responsibilities and has a baby, has a child, and you can't go out and, you know, drink and, you know, even maybe go and have coffee all the time, pizza all the time. I understand that. However, you have said yourself that you do have a partner there who can take care of your child and let you have time off i mean that's a normal thing to do right and also it's not as if your friend has ditched you she keeps inviting you to do stuff she has gone around to your house it seems like quite a lot of the time i mean you said at the beginning she did go a lot it's happening less and less now and by that comment on the phone you can see that she doesn't just want to go to your house every single time you meet up she wants to go and have fun she wants a drink there's nothing wrong with acting like you're 20 by the way she doesn't have responsibilities at her age of 31 she's gonna go and do fun stuff that she wants to do and you can't control that i'll be upset with that she literally asked you to go out with her and her friends like she's made the plans and invited you along you said no you can't be angry at her photos sorry she's just living her life if anything i'd say that you're the one that's not being a great friend here she's putting in a lot more effort than you the only effort that you'd have to put in would be to say to your partner oh i want to go out with my friend can you look after the baby they say yes then you'd go Really, is it that difficult? I don't think so. Am I the jerk for telling my husband I'd rather nobody use my holiday booking out of spite? 
My husband and I have been together for five years married for three We're both athletic people or at least I used to be so we've been planning a holiday for the past year without going into major details It's an expensive by my standards holiday and it would have involved a lot of hiking I was looking forward to it I was in an accident recently and once again without going into much detail as it's triggering lost my leg It's upsetting, but i'm not in a place to openly speak about it outside of therapy Obviously due to this recent restriction i'm unable to do what we'd planned for our holiday I hadn't thought about the holiday. It's non-refundable. I'd expected my husband to not want to go. Currently, his family haven't asked once how I am, and my family claim it's hard to be around me because they don't know how to support me. Whatever. He said yesterday that he's invited his sister in my place. I was baffled because I expected him to support me. He said it's not for two months. I'm like, so? Cancel and book something we can both do. He said he needs a break, that he's been supporting me, he deserves this, and he was also looking forward to it. So I said, you go, but I pay for my spot, so no, she can't use it. He asked if I'm being serious, that it's spiteful. His sister hasn't done anything. I said she hasn't asked me once so I'm doing. She texted me last week for £150. Why should she get a free holiday? Anyway, he's upset, claiming he'll still go and pay for his sister, which he won't, since A, it's expensive, and b last i checked it's fully booked so am i the jerk i'd ask family or friends but i don't feel like texting them i mean first things first just off the bat the first thing i need to mention is that if you have travel insurance you'll be able to get the money back you've lost your leg i don't know how it happened but i mean surely that is covered by insurance right i feel like that's the first thing to say secondly no you're not the jerk anyway it is your spot on the trip It is your money. Therefore, you can choose to do with that spot and that money and that trip what you want. And if you don't want anyone to go in your place, then that's absolutely fine. If I'm honest, the actions and words of both your husband's family, your husband and your family are kind of crazy. Like, that's the most upsetting thing here. Surely everyone should be saying, okay, let's cancel the entire trip because this is something that OP really wanted to do and they've lost their leg. Your family's saying it's hard to be around you and we don't know how to support you. That is just ridiculous. That's just not a good family right there. Your husband's acting poorly as well, and his family's not even worth mentioning. The whole thing is just very, very poor all around. And ultimately, I'm very sorry that you lost your leg. Am I the jerk for refusing to pay child support to my ex-wife for our children so she and her husband can save for their other kids? My ex-wife and I are the parents of a daughter who is 17 and a son who is 15. We share custody of our kids 50-50, and we've been divorced for 13 years now. Neither of us pays child support because we have equal time with the kids and we split the cost of everything school medical dental extracurriculars i opened up bank accounts for my kids when each was born and i've saved from the get-go but around eight or so years ago i came into some money because i was injured at work and i put that money into their accounts as well as this a relative died four years ago and i was left a sum of money that also went into the accounts for my children the money i've now saved for them will help them tremendously in their futures whether they go to college or not my ex-wife remarried several years ago her stepdaughter is 16 she's got a nephew of her husband's they are raising who is 14 and she has a seven and five-year-old with her husband my ex-wife wanted to talk to me about college for our kids and she told me that she and her husband had told all their kids that community college would be the most affordable option for them and that they would get as much help as possible but a more expensive school would be tough on them i told her that our kids would have that option if they wanted it because i've saved a more than healthy amount for them she asked me why i never told her sooner and i told her because i was taking care of our children and it wasn't something she needed to know about a few days after this talk she called me and alongside her husband said that they would like me to pay child support for our kids so that they can save more money for their other children's futures. 
I told her I wasn't going to pay her child support just so she could support the other children in her home. Her husband told me I could always offer to split the money between all of the children. I told him I wasn't paying for his kids to go to college. I told them I only had a responsibility to my children. I told them if they wanted to save more money, I would happily take the kids more if they, my kids, want to spend more time at home with me. My ex-wife called me cruel and said keeping 50-50 and paying money so our kids' siblings can go to college should be a no-brainer for me. I told her the day I have an obligation to help her support her entire household is a day in another universe where we never broke up. But we did, and she has to accept she's equally responsible for our kids as me. They both told me I was a butt, and even though I feel like I'm crazy for asking, I must ask, am I the jerk? See, now this one is extremely simple. There is absolutely no way you're the jerk. They're just trying to manipulate you and coerce you into paying towards their kids' futures. You have no right slash need to do that. They're not your kids. And yeah, I kind of get what they're saying in terms of your kids have enough. Maybe they do. I I don't know. But it's also your money and your children. So you're obviously going to put that money towards your children in a very sensible way, I may add. There's nothing wrong with that. And that definitely does not mean that you should give money to your ex-wife's children. Strange. Am I the jerk for asking my roommate to avoid cooking certain meals when my pregnant girlfriend visits? My girlfriend and I are expecting. We don't live together, but we're waiting till the baby's born to figure out our living arrangements. She is four months pregnant. There are certain smells that she just cannot tolerate, and my roommate tends to cook some meals with a smell that causes her to be nauseous. This results in her throwing up and getting sick. I tried to speak to him about it, but he got pretty defensive, saying he has a specific diet that he sticks to and that he didn't see how this was wrong. I cleared things up, saying there was nothing wrong with what he was doing, but I just asked him to not cook those specific meals that have a smell that trigger my girlfriend's nausea. He got upset and ranted about how he's a resident, unlike my girlfriend, who doesn't live here, and said that he can't even consider my request since she's here almost four days a week and stays until 10pm. I tried to discuss it with him and maybe figure out a compromise, but he bluntly told me he doesn't owe me or my girlfriend any accommodations nor compromises i thought that was unnecessarily rude and selfish of him he told me to deal with it or tell her not to come which was offensive because she's my partner and she's pregnant and i need to make sure she's okay by seeing her weekly he's avoiding me right now so am i the jerk i figured it wouldn't be such a huge deal since it wasn't like i'm telling him to stop cooking at all just when my girlfriend is over for some information as well i can't go to her place because she's currently living with her parents and i can't go over there because i'm not on good terms with them oof a little bit of a tech one here now a few issues with this one because off the rip i would honestly say that asking somebody to be a little bit conscientious about what they're cooking when their pregnant girlfriend is over because it makes her actually throw up is a fair shout the thing that i don't really agree with your roommate on op is when they're saying that they shouldn't have to make any accommodations nor compromises to you or your girlfriend i don't agree with that because you're roommates you have to live with each other and therefore you're gonna have to compromise on certain things now that is kind of the end of me agreeing with op because after that yeah, not gonna lie. I think you might be the jerk. First of all, you're saying that she comes around four days a week and stays until 10 o'clock. What is he supposed to do in that time? Like the guy's got to eat and you can't ask him to cook different meals all the time. Four days a week is the majority of the week. He can't change his menus and recipes for the majority of the time in his own home just because you're a girlfriend. That is too far. Also, you can't go to her place because she's currently living with her parents and you're not on good terms with them. That's on you. That's not your roommate's. Like your roommate shouldn't have to put up with that just because you fell out with your girlfriend's parents. That's not on him to change all his recipes and meals just because you can't go to your girlfriend's place. I think the main thing is that your roommate is right. He didn't choose to live with a pregnant woman. That that wasn't part of the deal. And yeah, look, I'm sure that he would be willing to sacrifice maybe one or two meals a week but four days a week changing everything for himself that was never the plan and that's unfair to put that that burden on him 
am I the jerk for telling my friend to man up or not come to my wedding? For some context, me and Taylor have been best friends since forever. We were school buddies, college friends, my parents love him, we vacationed together many times. Taylor is a very affectionate person, a kind, thoughtful guy. Three years ago, me and Anne started dating, and now I'm pretty sure she's the love of my life. Brilliant women all around, we're getting married next January. The conflict. After a long and thoughtful conversation, my fiance voiced her concerns about inviting Taylor to our wedding. Basically, she had two main reasons for asking him that. One, dress code. Taylor is a 30-year-old punk. He wore a dress to our prom. You know, that kind of guy. Two, Taylor is dating a guy, which is not the problem, but his partner is also very flamboyant. Anne wants a very minimalist, quiet, calm wedding because she struggles with anxiety and ADHD. So that was her request. I talked to Taylor the next day and I told him about Anne's concerns. Tay said, do you think I'm going to show up in a white dress and laugh about it? But I told him he needed to promise he would respect the dress code. Black tuxedo for the guys, that was the code. I got a little caught in the moment, so maybe I was harsher than I should have been. I told him to man up and to act his age. I said some stupid stuff like, people laugh about you, you want to be a joke? He said, sure, no problem. And the next day, he declined the online invitation. He keeps telling me we're good and everything is okay, but the situation is bothering me. I love Tay, but I know he can be difficult. My group chat of my family is burning because they don't understand why he won't be there, and our friend's group chat is dead since the news dropped. Am I the jerk? Yeah, OP, not gonna lie, I think you might be the jerk here. You've said to one of your best mates, man up, and also, if you dress how you normally dress, people are gonna laugh at you when that's just the way he is. That is tough. Okay, I'm looking at this now. You want to be a joke, is what you said to him. Wow, this could have been so easily avoided if you just said to him, look, by the way, I know how you like to dress and I would never want to, you know, restrict you. However, on this one certain occasion, due to the disorders that my girlfriend has, it is extremely important that you fully respect the dress code. And he would have clearly said, yes, that's fine. I will do that. That could have been it. It could have been as simple as that. But no, you went down the people laugh about you route. That is personal. Am I the jerk for selling my house since my roommates thought I was ripping them off? I own, have a massive mortgage on, a house in a high cost of living city. I have four roommates. I have the basement suites and the upstairs is rented to one couple and two single people. They know I own the house and all of them were recommended to me by friends or family. I still required a lease agreement and security deposit as well as first and last month's rents. I was just willing to rent to them at below market rate because I didn't have to advertise or arrange for a property manager. Between the four of them, I collect enough to cover the mortgage and utilities with a little left over. I save my money and use it to pay for major repairs and maintenance. Well, I'll be starting a new job in a different city in the new year. I knew about this back in late October. I offered the couple an opportunity to take over the basement suite in the new year for a little bit more money. They would get a massive bedroom upgrade and a private living room, bathroom, and kitchen. They agreed and let me know that they were planning on moving out in one year, so they'd be willing to sign a one-year lease. I asked the two singles if either of them wanted to take the master bedroom that would be empty. They both declined, but asked if they could turn it into a home office for them. I said sure, but they would have to cover the rent for the room. Now, they think I'm being unreasonable. Since I'll be making more money off the couple, they think I should keep their rent the same and let them have the room for free. I offered it to them for 80% of what I was getting before, but they called me a selfish jerk for taking all their money. Even if they took the deal, they would still be paying less than market value for a single room in our city. It turned into a huge fight, with the people who referred them to me calling me a greedy jerk for trying to suck money out of their friends. I don't need to deal with any of this. I found a property investor who was willing to buy my house and honor my current leases, including the new one for the couple. Unfortunately for the other two renters, their leases are up in February, and I imagine the rents would be going up a fair bit. 
but that isn't my problem anymore So now everyone they know are angry with me because these two people will most likely have to move into a worse living situation I feel bad because if I wasn't moving I would stay and deal with it But it is just easier to walk away And there we go ending with someone who definitely is in the right the fact that you're giving them a good deal in the first place And they don't really understand that so then when you give them a normal deal or even a slightly better than normal deal They think it's a bad deal You're kind of just getting punished there for you being nice in the first place That's not how it should work And also why are other people getting involved in your rent and stuff like it's between you and your tenants, right? I don't know everyone's going. Oh, you're such a disgrace You're charging less than the standard rate for a room. You're still a disgrace makes no sense Also the fact that you're saying that if you weren't moving out You would stay and deal with it yourself and the fact that you have been doing that for a long period of time at a cheaper price for everyone else shows that you're a nice person and you're a fantastic landlord But you not being there means that you have to employ someone or pay someone to look after the property How are you going to get that money? The rent has to go up. And the fact that it's underneath the market value anyway means you have that license, you have that space to do it, and they really can't complain. Am I the jerk for taking my niece to court over a coat? I am a 28-year-old woman, and I have a 16-year-old niece. She is my only sister's only child. Two years ago, I married a very wealthy man, and because of the pandemic, last Christmas was my first with my in-laws. My mother-in-law gifted me a coat that is worth more than $20,000. I saw her wearing it, asked her where she bought it, and she said that it will be my Christmas gift from her. What a Christmas gift. I didn't know how much it was. I knew it was expensive, but I thought maybe 3000 at the most. I was visiting my sister last January when my niece saw it. She Googled the brand and showed me how much it really was. I won't lie, I didn't wear it after that because I was afraid of ruining it. Last week, I wore it while visiting my sister. While I was putting it back on to leave, I felt something go splat on my back. Then my niece started cackling and the smell of paint hit me. I was so angry. While she was not apologetic at all. Her mum screamed at her and said she was grounded. Then she said she will pay for the dry cleaning. While I was in my car, still in shock by the way, I got an alert that my niece posted a reel. It was of her doing a prank on me and she said, I'm going to hit my aunt's $20,000 coat with a paint-filled balloon to see how she reacts. I saved it on my phone, sent it to her mum, and told her that a week's grounding is not enough. She didn't reply, but I saw that my niece took it down. It got less than five views by then. The next day, I found out my coat cannot be saved, so I called my sister and told her that her daughter has to pay it back. Well, we got into an argument, and she said that they will not be paying it, and if I wanted a new one, I should get my husband to buy one for me. I think that they should pay for it. They can afford to. IMO, they should sell my niece's car and pay me back my money. We did not reach an agreement, so I told her that I will be suing and reminded her that I have video evidence that her daughter, A, did it on purpose for online clouts, and B, knew exactly how expensive it was. People in my life are not objective at all. I have some calling me a jerk, some saying they are the jerks for not buying me a new one, and some so obsessed with the price of the coat that they're calling me a jerk for simply owning it and wanting a new one. So, am I in the wrong? Wow, where to even begin with this post? That was simply sensational. First of all, I have to say, pranks like this, I don't know where they've come from or why people are doing them these days, but I don't understand how anyone could ever find that funny. Like, it's just baffling to me. Even if I'm in my darkest humor sense of mind, I still don't really get the joke. Like, it's just ruining something for the sake of ruining it. Where's the fun in that? Like, I thought pranks should be funny. I don't know about you lot, but I just don't get it. So, punishing her daughter, no doubt that's a given. The problem is, should she have to pay back the full value? At just 16 years old, obviously she doesn't have a free 20,000 lying around. And is it really fair to put that sort of money on her mum when it wasn't her that did it? Like, I don't know, it's pretty easy to say she damaged a $20,000 piece of property, therefore she owes $20,000. But I just don't think it's as simple as that. For me, I reckon there should be some sort of middle ground. Look, ideally she'd have the money and pay back the 20 
communicate. I'm not saying that, but she's 16. She just doesn't have that. So what do you reckon? Find a middle ground or the full 20K? Let me know in the comments down below. That was a techie one to start with. Am I the jerk for how I fought my boyfriend's medical bill? Going too far. My boyfriend had to go to the ER after an accident and he got a truly ridiculous bill back. I offered to fight the bill for him because I've done it before and he said, sure. I went all out because honestly, if we were out five grand after insurance, that would screw up our holiday plans pretty bad. So I had him call the hospital and authorized me to handle his bill and access of medical records. Got an itemized bill and compared the prices for each code to the fair prices. Called billing to dispute the bill, but was told that billing only collects bills. I'd need to contact admin to dispute. Bounced around a call center for hours trying to get someone who was actually qualified for bill disputes. Getting nowhere google and linkedin search for the hospital board of directors and upper management got 30 emails of the most influential people at the hospital plus the hospital's investors every day i send a few emails working my way up the chain and writing an increasingly long email describing how they build my client at seven times over the fair price for services rendered and how their billing department customer service department and the growing list of management i'd emailed had failed to address the issue and finally escalated the emails until i was writing the director level staff with the entire board of directors and a number of outside investors cc'd asking for a written statement regarding their justification for billing at a rate seven times higher than the national average for commensurate services to what is available at other hospitals and sternly laying out the failures to appropriately respond at every level of the company well once i'd done all that which was honestly only like 15 minutes a day they reduced the bill from five thousand dollars to 26 yep 26 freaking dollars well i told my boyfriend the good news and he was at first overjoyed and blown away like literally jumping up and down and hugging me and saying i was literally a christmas miracle but then when he asked how i did it i said it wasn't too hard i just had to send a couple of emails each day he was curious what i said and i handed him my phone he started to get stressed and flipped back through other emails which there were like 60 of he told me i went way too far he was expecting me to dispute through their billing department or something normal and reasonable like that not internet stalk every single manager and board member and investor and harass them into dropping the bill. I was frustrated because I just saved us five grand, actually made it possible for us to afford a nice Christmas and save some money. And he was mad at me because I'd been a bit of a hard ass. I was furious and he was also mad at me saying he authorized me to dispute a bill, not basically threaten and harass a whole dang hospital for weeks. So the question is, am I the jerk for how I got my boyfriend's medical bills dropped? Honestly, I'm really failing to see the issue that your boyfriend has here by legal means you've saved yourself five thousand dollars well four thousand nine hundred and what is it seventy four to be precise but still that's a lot of money i would understand if he was annoyed if you'd done it in illegal means or you'd gone way too far immorally but this is completely fine if anything he should be celebrating how much effort and work you put in to save your guys so much money and ultimately save christmas what is wrong with him? All that to say, no, you're obviously not the jerk. Let's carry on. Am I the jerk for banishing my teenage daughter's friend from our house because she made fun of my weight? I have two kids with my husband, a 14-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. Our daughter has always been a little socially awkward to the point that we've had her tested since we suspected her of being on the spectrum. Turns out she isn't on the spectrum. She's just a natural introvert. However, this year in school, we were thrilled when our daughter made a new friend her age since that is an area in which she struggles. Long story short, she recently invited 
invited her new friend over with our approval to have dinner at our house and then spend the night So my daughter's friend came over my husband is usually the cook in the family and this night was no exception He made us all a really nice meal during the course of said meal. I asked my daughter's friend. Are you enjoying the food? She responded. Yes, your husband is a great cook No wonder you've ended up a bigger woman. The room got quiet for several moments My husband tried to laugh it off and change the subjects, but I wasn't having it The girl had just leveled a completely uncalled for insult at me My daughter's friend seemed to realize that she'd messed up, but she didn't say anything else We finished an awkward dinner in mostly silence and my daughter's friend did stay the night This was a couple of months ago Recently, my daughter asked if she could have that friend back over and I told her sure if she's going to apologize to me When our daughter asked what I meant, I reminded her of what she'd said My daughter responded that it was over and she didn't want to bring it up again She then went to her father and asked he said sure, but she then told him what i'd said He came to me and said look her friend just felt awkward and tried to make a joke It didn't land for the sake of our daughter. Can't you just let it go now? Yes, I could but the thing is I just want an apology from the girl I need to see that she understands how rude she was before I can get on board with her and my daughter hanging out My husband says that i'm being weird for insisting on an apology from a 14 year old Especially since that girl is such a good friend of our daughter But I think it's weird that i'm still waiting for an apology from that same girl Seriously, that's all I need. I just need to know that any friend of my daughter is willing to own up to her screw-ups. All right, my answer is kind of twofold here. On the one hand, I understand why you'd be annoyed at this comment. It's completely fair. Someone kind of making a joke about your way. I get it. It's not ideal. However, then for you to hold a grudge on a 14-year-old girl for a number of months, that is a bit psycho. Get over it and get over yourself. Your husband's right. It was a joke that didn't land. That's it. Come on, if you're gonna get that annoyed over one joke at your expense that didn't land, then what's the point of even being here? You know, like, come on, it's not that deep. Relax. And then you get to the point where you're limiting your daughter from a friend that she's genuinely made, even though you know how hard it is for her to make friends. That is too far. Like, at that point, you're putting your own pettiness above your daughter's friendship. I'm not sure I can get on board with that. Am I the jerk for leaving a fake positive pregnancy test in the bedroom to catch my husband's mum snooping? My mother-in-law moved in with us a month ago. I began to notice my stuff in the bedroom being touched. Furniture rearranged, stuff moved, etc. I felt like I was going crazy because my husband is the only one who has access to the bedroom and he doesn't usually touch nor come near my things. I figured it must be his mum walking in and snooping on my personal stuff. I told my husband and he said his mum would never. I had a huge hunch but couldn't install a cam in the bedroom to catch her in the act. So I got me one of those fake positive pregnancy tests and threw it in the bedroom's trash can. Note, the trash can was placed in the corner near the closet. Literally the next day after I got to work, I got tons of calls and texts from my in-laws congratulating me for my pregnancy. My husband came over to my workplace and was all worked up about it, asking since when was I pregnant and why didn't I tell him? I asked how he found out and he said his mum found the positive test in the trash can in the bedroom. I asked if his answer just confirmed that she'd been snooping in the bedroom all along. He had a realization moment but demanded we stick to the bigger issue i said there was no bigger issue because the positive test was fake and this whole thing was done to expose my mother-in-law's snooping he wasn't convinced he had me take an actual test right in front of him and he was livid asking how could i lie about such a thing and break his mum's heart since i know very well that she longs for kids i got a lot of stick because of this from him his mum, and family now calling me a liar and a manipulator So am I the jerk now look you could argue it's a little bit unfortunate that you went this far and play with people's emotions this much I mean, I feel for your husband, right? On the one hand He goes from thinking that all of a sudden he's going to be a dad then to have that ripped away That's obviously not the nicest thing. However, you did get your point across, right? You clearly caught your mum snooping and ultimately given that nobody believed you 
especially not your husband you had to make that happen i do wonder if there was a way though that you could have gone through with this without your husband getting hurt so much did it have to be a fake pregnancy test yes it worked fantastically and you got your point across fair enough but I do feel bad for your husband nonetheless. I mean, then again, you could argue that he should have just listened to you in the first place and sided with you over his mum, or at least understood where you were coming from. I don't know. Maybe he deserved it. Let me know in the comments. Am I the jerk for telling my wife the cat is still her responsibility, even if she's pregnant? My wife and I are expecting our first baby. Three years ago, my wife decided she desperately wanted a cat. Now, I hate cats and all animals in the house, really, so I was against it. But she wouldn't stop talking about it. So finally, we made a deal that she could get a cat, but it was her responsibility. I'd have nothing to do with it, and she agreed. She stuck to her word, and I stuck to mine. I mostly ignore the cat. Now she's pregnant and asked me if I can scoot the litter until she gives birth because of toxoplasmosis. But I looked it up, and as long as she wears gloves and washes her hands, she should be good. So I told her, absolutely not. She wasn't happy, but I reminded her of our agreement when we got the cat. I told her it was her responsibility, and if she didn't want to take care of it anymore with the new baby coming, we can get rid of it and find it a new home. She said no and has been scooping the litter. Her sister was over and saw her doing this and flipped out at me, telling me how dangerous it is. But of course her sister is going to be on her side and overreact. I never wanted the cat, so I don't see how I'm wrong. I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't even matter about toxoplasmosis. It doesn't matter if it's the most dangerous thing in the world. The fact of the matter is, you're just being a jerk because you're not helping a pregnant wife. Simple as that. I don't care what agreements you've got. It's not that hard to help your pregnant wife for a couple of months before she gives birth to your baby to scoop up some cat litter. Come on. And also, you just know that roles reverse, this sort of thing does happen in your house. I don't know what it could be with. Could be the washing, could be the cooking, could be anything. Cleaning, I don't know. Could be anything. I guarantee that there are some things that you don't do that your wife does for you that she doesn't like doing. Yet you, because you have this one principle that happened a long time ago, you can't be bothered or we can't help your wife in this one situation. You're a disgrace, my friend. Am I the jerk for calling my husband unreasonable for cancelling the holiday trip just because me and the kids couldn't help him in an emergency? My husband and I have been together for four years. I have two kids, a 17-year-old boy and a 19-year-old girl, and their half-brother is three years old. This past week, my husband had an emergency. Dad had a medical emergency and wanted someone to watch our son. He asked my older son and he refused because he was going out with friends. He also asked my daughter, but she locked herself in her room to study. I was at the restaurant with my brother, meeting his girlfriend for the first time. My husband ended up taking our son with him to the hospital and his mum watched him from there. He came home and was lashing out at everybody, calling us selfish and unfeeling. I tried to explain that the kids were busy, but he told me to get the F out with that bull because my older son could have skipped the hangout and watched his brother. And my daughter could have watched her brother while studying instead of locking herself in her room He scolded me as well But I told him I couldn't leave lunch with my brother since he was visiting town and this was my only chance to meet his girlfriend He yelled some more then told us that he was canceling the family holiday trip for christmas this year The two older kids were upset and said it was unfair I called him unreasonable to cancel the trip and punish the kids and possibly me like that He refused to discuss it later now me and the kids aren't speaking to him and he's saying good riddance No, your husband is absolutely in the right if you guys can't prioritize him and his dad when his dad's having a medical emergency For literally no reasons by the way, like what are you even doing? Meeting your brother's girlfriend, I don't care. Studying in your room, who cares? Hanging out with mates, what? Do that literally any other time? Then no, you don't deserve to go on this family trip. I'm sorry, you just don't. Like honestly, at least have a good excuse. Your husband's dad is in a medical emergency and you're going to lunch. What? Are you mad? I mean, to be fair, I think we should probably just retitle the post. Instead of what it is, it should be, my husband canceled our trip because me and my children are all very unreasonable. 
Simple as that. Am I the jerk for calling out my step family's dirty laundry at Thanksgiving after they criticized me for being unmarried? I'm still getting trash for this from my family, so it's possible I may be a bit of a jerk here. I am a 29-year-old woman. The players are my mum, stepdad, and four step-siblings, and their families. I'm the black sheep and that I'm the only one not married with kids, but that's by my preference. I love living alone. I don't want kids, and having a partner just isn't that important to me. My family has been asking me when I'm going to get a boyfriend and settle down since I was 19, and the answer has always been, ooh, never. I was gonna skip Thanksgiving, but my mum insisted that she wanted everyone home this year if possible, so I went. It was the usual drill, but my youngest stepbrother and his wife are having another kid, so that was the big announcement. This was fine until around the end of dinner. One of my stepsisters-in-law asked if I'm not anxious to have kids since I'm almost 30 and time is running out. I laughed and said, nah, I'm good. That led to one of the stepbrothers saying that every family needs an old maiden aunt and some other comments I didn't appreciate. I said, let's move on. But my mum said, we're just worried about you. Now, this is where I'm possibly in the wrong. I know all the family dirt. So I said, well, I'm the only person at this table that's not an alcoholic, a cheater, or constantly broke as frick because I have more kids than I can afford. So I'm not the one to worry about. And that's how I brought Thanksgiving to a dead halt. And no one said a thing for the rest of dinner. But my texts are radioactive still. I feel like it was probably right in the line. And my mum says this has caused a lot of problems among the siblings. But also, they kind of started it. And there we go. Another classic example of you're more than willing to give it, but you can't take it. And to be honest, that's on you. If you're going to say to someone, you need to be worried. Are you not anxious? Your life's going nowhere, etc., etc. You need to get a move on. Then when someone says stuff back to you about how they feel about your life that is negative, you got to take it. Simple as that. And if you can't take it, then yeah, you're the jerk. You know that meme? F around and find out. That's what they did. And they didn't like it. And that's on them. Am I the jerk for grounding my 16-year-old son for a month after he called his stepdad a slur? I'm a 43-year-old man and my son is 16. I'm divorced. I have been for a few years now and my ex remarried recently. Her new husband, Jonathan, is black. We're white. He and my ex are now expecting a baby together. He also has two teenage boys himself. My ex and I share custody, but our son spends most of his time at my place because he has more room and privacy here. Last weekend, he was at his mum's and on Sunday, he called me all upset saying to come and pick him up. I rushed over there and found out that he got into a fight with Jonathan over some chores and Jonathan locked him out of Wi-Fi and banned him from video games until he does his chores, which is how my ex and I also discipline him. And Jonathan has our permission to do the same if my son acts out. He can use the same methods he uses with his sons. More long-term slash serious punishments are of course decided between my ex and I, but no video games today type of thing is totally fine for Jonathan to do. My ex and Jonathan then told me that my son got all upset over this punishment and told Jonathan to F off. Jonathan then told him to stop talking like that to which my son replied you and your sons ruin my life So you don't get to tell me what to do. I won't take orders from an N Anyway, I asked my son if this is all true. He said yes He actually called him the n-word because well, isn't it true? I lost it and told my son he's grounded for the whole month of december my ex agreed He's obviously annoyed and angry because he had tons of plans with his friends. He said that I'm overreacting to one word and I'm being unfair. My brother and mum agree with my son and are saying that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. So, am I the jerk? Yeah, obviously not. Your son's just been racist. That's literally illegal. I don't think he realizes at this stage how serious that is. Because if you weren't his dad, you were just some stranger that happened to see us in the street, you could literally report this and your son could literally have charges put against him. You can't do this. It's literally illegal. So the fact that you've only given him a month, let's be honest, is actually quite lenient. I have no idea what your mum's going on about. I mean, maybe it's because she's from the older generation. I don't know. And maybe that's a little bit of a crazy thing to say. 
But the fact that she's saying that's too harsh when you've literally called someone the N-word, uh, yeah, no, you're just wrong. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for three hours of the very best Am I the Jerk stories. I hope you enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. There's some absolute crackers in there. I mean, that last one, I'm just not entirely sure how I feel about it. A sensational story nonetheless. And um, yeah, very controversial one. Get your comments in down below. What are you thinking? What should even happen there? I have no idea. If you're new to the channel and you haven't already done so, hit the follow button, subscribe on whatever platform you're on. And once again, remember, donate to my charity campaign. If you watch all this the whole way through for free, why not chuck a little bit of money at a charity? It's a good thing to do. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow with a brand new Reddit episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.